Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. Welcome to Sporty, the show that gives you half-ass sports fans giving their half-ass opinions. And now, here are your hosts. Welcome to Sporty, number 118. I'm Chris. I'm Rich. I'm the Ice Man. Oh, Michigan. Oh, boy. Oh, oh. Well, that's, that's what I get used- for rooting for him for one day. We usually push all the push, all the, the 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 football talk back to the end of the the show, but I, I I particularly feel like this really needs to be talked about at the at the top of the show because this is exactly what I was a fucking afraid of. Go ahead, but you are the car carrying Michigan fan. I have my I got some things to say, but dude, go. It's all you, man. Go ahead. Uh, well, I mean. This is why, even though they were favored, they were favored by, what, three and a half points? And that's it. I mean, even the people in Vegas were like, okay, on paper, sure. But the reality of it is this team has not even given Ohio State a run for its money since the Lloyd Carr, well before they ran Lloyd Carr out of Michigan. The one year they beat them post-Carr, it was the transition year when they had uh, between uh, Captain Sweater Vest and Uncle Urban. You know, I think they went, what, Seven and six that year, I think. Like w- including their bowl game, so that means they they went six and six and won their bowl game. So I, I look, this is it, it is what it is. This is I don't know if it's a program wide problem if they're starting to believe the 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 you know the press, aka. The Red Sox will never beat the Yankees. The Chicago Cubs are cursed. They'll never win the World Series. I mean... They were talking mad shit before the game. What were they talking about? The revenge tour and all that? Well, no, no, because I... And here's and then Rashawn Gary guarantee a win? They were talking shit because it's the first time they could talk shit in the history of any of those guys going to that fucking school. And since Harbaugh's been there, about even having a puncher's chance of winning that game. They were feeling themselves way too much. Way too much. And that offense, I don't understand why. Continue. Well, I mean, if if I'm Harbaugh, the first rumblings I'd have heard, I'd have been like, okay, uh, everybody shut the fuck up. All right, period. I don't care if you're grown-ass men. I don't care about your fucking social media accounts. I don't care about none of that shit. Until we are sitting with the Big Ten Championship in our fucking hands, looking at a at a spot in the college football playoffs, I don't want to hear shit about this was the revenge tour year. We knew we had Ohio State's number this year. None of it. I mean, period. End of story. Uh, you know, I, th- I thought a local sports talk analyst brought up a good point. He said... And he's not a Michigan fan whatsoever. He's a huge state fan. You know, if you're from the Detroit area, it's Mike Valenia. It's, not, it's no shock who it is. But if you're not, now you know. Uh, he said flat out, and I agree with him. He's like, if I was Harbaugh, the minute I saw one of those Revenge Tour 2018 shirts, I'd have burned that motherfucker in the middle of the locker room. And said, so that's what I think about that shit. You ain't won anything yet, but... Apparently, that's not how Harbaugh rolls. Harbaugh has carte blanche to do what he wants. And this is the best Michigan's going to get. This is their guy. All right? This is this is not a Rich Rod situation. This is not a Brady Hoke situation. They ran Lloyd Carr out of this fucking, 
uh, out of Ann Arbor, and he brought him a national championship, something which, by the way, Bo Schembechler never did, all right? And they, and they ran his ass out, okay? They brought in Rich Rod to install a 21st century spread offense or whatever the fuck, and he came here, and it was three years of just open asshole expelling diarrhea in a $2 hooker's face, all right? And then Brady Hoke came in, lucked into one win against Ohio State, and that probably bought him as long as he had, or as long as, as he had time here. Then Harbaugh came, and you both know that was it. There's no more looking. There's no one else they want. Unless Nick Saban was going to pick up the phone and go, I want to come to Michigan and bring every booster I can's page, or, or, uh, uh, checkbook with me from Alabama, Michigan... What they had who they wanted. Well, if this is who they, if this is who you wanted, they gave him a lifetime contract. This is who you're stuck with. Period. End of fucking story. All right. There's no one else. There's Les Miles. He's with Kansas. Saban ain't coming here. D'Antonio ain't coming here. There's no one else to get. All right. End of fucking story. You see what happens when you have coaches who haven't coached in forever come back and coach. With Gruden. Because, oh, the rumors were flying from out of Ann Arbor every time there was a coaching change after Rich Rod. Has, you know, has someone contacted Gruden? Has a booster contacted Gruden? Let's get Gruden in, in, in A squared. Let's see what he can do. Yeah, he tends to burn out players in the pros, but, you, you know, there's a, there's a natural changeover to the college football program, to the game itself. It might work. Well, that's not going to happen. Wah, wah. So now your your choices are: you stick with Harbaugh, you deal with the fact that this is this is what this team is—a nine ten win team every season, with maybe a down year where they're like you know seven and five, something like that, and then they get back up to nine ten wins. Maybe that maybe in ten every ten years, maybe once out of every ten years, they beat Ohio State. If they're lucky, they go five hundred against Michigan, and you just hope that Wisconsin and Penn State. Then if they get good, it's a flare-up. It isn't a sign. It isn't a sign of the program actually getting good. It's just, whoops, we fucked around and got better and and are better than we thought we were going to be. That's all you can hope for. I I have to say this. I wanted to blame Harbaugh so bad for that loss, but I don't think it was him. I honestly think it was his defensive coordinator. Well, this is where I got a problem with college football rankings. How are you ranked the number one defense in the country when you haven't played any top five offenses in the country? Yeah, and and I don't know how that ranking goes because statistically they were number four. I think who's 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 ahead of them? Like Alabama, Alabama, Auburn, and uh, somebody else. But yeah, right, but I I just I don't care where they were ranked. I watch how they played. And all year long, even when they lost yeah. to uh, Notre Dame. Well, that'd be hard-hitting defense there, Iceman. That's what I'm trying to tell points. you. That's what I'm trying to tell you. All year long, they have been balls out. I'm hitting something. I don't care what it is. They were all over the field. They were covering everything that moved. Even the ref had a guy at him at one point. And then this game, they would, I, I couldn't tell you what happened. I watched this game, and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Can I make a point? That is uh, not going to be popular with Michigan fan. This is the highest rate team you've played all year, and you got exposed. You didn't get exposed. They changed, dude. Yeah, 
Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, when they played Notre Dame, Notre Dame was 12. I'm not talking about when they played them. I'm talking Notre Dame's been ranked above Ohio State this season, though, mm-hmm. correct? Yes. Okay. I'm not talking yep. about when they met. I'm talking about during the season, Notre Dame was the highest ranked team they met. They just didn't meet them at their highest rank. Correct. Well, no. Till then, and then now, uh, OSU was the highest ranked team uh, when they played them. Oh, she was number 10. Now they're what? Six. And Michigan's at seven or eight? Uh, they're at seven in the playoff ranking, and they're at eight in the coaches' poll. Okay. Which, to me, right there, the world is right to me because I was looking at the top. I mean, and I've been screaming it on this podcast for however long they've been ranked number four. They're not the fourth best team in college football. Georgia would beat you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and easily. Yeah, it's. I just had the. I had the. I had the list up to make a point. God, to, to make this point, but uh, yeah, Georgia would beat you. Oklahoma would beat you. It, you know, it's Clemson you know, would beat them. A buddy, while I was watching the game, well, they're number two. Uh, buddy, my, we're watching the game, and I, and I was telling him, I was like, and he said, two thirds of the top 10 would beat Michigan. So number seven or number eight for me, all's right in the world now. Cause it's, they are not the fourth best team in college football. They they were not the fourth best team in college football and they were ranked the fourth best team in college football. Here's the problem. The big 10 this year is like a room full of cunty girlfriends. When you ask them where they want to go to eat and all you hear is a sea of, I don't care wherever you want to eat. Fine. No one wants to win the big 10 this year. The Big Ten is the most indecisive group of cunty bitches in, of any conference this year. That's exactly what they are. But and, and here's the thing. No matter where you take them, they're not going to be happy. No matter who wins the Big Ten, they're fodder for everybody else. That, that they, If any Big Ten team, first of all, makes the fucking college playoffs, they're fodder for every other fucking team in the, uh, the playoffs. Yeah. Period. End of story. And don't be surprised if there's not some realignment going on in, in in both the East and West of the Big Ten, or excuse me, leaders and legends, or whatever the fuck they originally called themselves, that stupid shit. Okay. <laughs> uh, don't be surprised if there's some sort of realignment, because you can't have either OSU, MSU, maybe one of these three, or, or, or maybe one of these two, Penn State or Michigan, go against, like, Northwestern for the Big Ten Championship and consider that a legit championship. You can't have that. Yeah. All right? You, I, as much as it pains me to say this, this game was the Big Ten Championship. Yeah. If, if you go by the records, absolutely. It's, it's, it's what should have been the Big Ten Championship. I mean, and that's just all there is to it. So unless there's... Unless there's a, a restructuring or unless it's just like, hey, look, here's the deal. Um, we're just going to go one and two in the Big Ten. And there, there is no East-West leaders, legends. And if that means OSU and, and, and Michigan play again right after they played before, oh, so fucking be it. it oh, well. It's not like it would have shitty ratings. You know, it's either going to be revenge time or... We're putting the exclamation point on this ass whooping. That's all there is to it. End of story. All right. I mean, and it's happened before. MSU lost to OSU during the regular season 
met him in the Big Ten Championship and won. I think it was 2013. Uh, okay. Yes. Right? So it, it's just... It would suck that it would happen like, boom, last last game of the Big Ten season, and then the Big Ten championship is a replay of that game. Now, it wouldn't suck if it was like a nail-biter, instant classic, ESPNU instant classic game, and then there was that rematch. But that, this game wasn't even as close as the final fucking score. Nope. All right. I mean... You know, this is this is exactly. I came. I, I you know I, I I when Aaron saw me when I went to you know after the game was over, he was like, "How was the game? How'd the game go?" And I said, "How'd the fucking Bay of Pigs go?" You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, because that was and and he just kind of looked at me and I'm like, "I'm sorry." It's just I was like, it went badly or very badly. <laughs> you know, it looked like they were, it looked like the Buckeyes are playing a MAC team. But you know what? Here's the here's the fucked up part. Here's where here is the type. See, and I've listened to this now since Saturday. That apparently I'm not a real Michigan fan because it's not enough that I'm still going to root for Michigan. I have to make excuses for Michigan. No. I have to somehow. I have to somehow say, oh, it's because of injuries or the you know the officials or you know uh, 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 somebody you know. That there was something going on behind the scenes and OSU got a hold of the playbook or some sort of bullshit X-Files conspiracy. And I refused to do that. Yeah. Because let me tell you something. When Michigan sucked for 10 years and teams were feasting on the fucking the, 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 the carcass of what used to be a football factory in Ann Arbor, they weren't letting it, you, you make excuses. Now Michigan comes out, has a Michigan-like season, and does what modern-day Michigan does in the last game of the season, coughs it up all all for OSU. And I'm supposed to, now you want me to make excuses? Fuck you. Yeah, I'm not I, doing it. I tell those people, fuck off, I'm a football fan, and that was a, that was a horrible fucking football game if you're a Michigan fan. And no one's making excuses. State, no, no. way more injured than Michigan this year. They only lost to... The Buckeyes by twenty points. I mean, that's, that, that going that route would be dumb. As far as oh, Michigan's banged up. Thing. No, man. It's, but you got outclassed. You got outcoached. You got outplayed. No excuses. The only explanation is that defensive coordinator just got way too worried about OSU. Got here's, away from the game plan that he's had the entire fucking season. Here's, they here's, finally played a real team since they played Notre Dame. Oh, what the fuck. Here's here's the irony if that is the case, all right. The defense is what Harbaugh is most hands off about. So maybe what needs to happen is someone at the top above Harbaugh needs to go to these boosters and go, look, I think the, the offensive coordinator and the the offensive coordinator and special teams coordinator combined make something like I don't know something like one point eight million. Well. Just go find coordinators, pay them a million, two new coordinators, pay them a million dollars each. It's only $200,000 more. These are Michigan boosters. They find that in their fucking sofa cushions. Call Harbaugh into the office and go, look, uh, Jesus and khakis, we appreciate the fact that you've, at least in the minds of the national media, raised the block M back up to where they're going to give us rankings we don't deserve. But here's the deal. The minute you stick your fingers in the, in the other cook's fucking gumbo it turns to shit so we're going to hire you coordinators and you're going to do just what you do with the like you did with the defensive coordinators or defensive coordinator you have leave 
him the fuck alone, all right? You're not going anywhere, okay? We just need you to recruit, to be Jim Harbaugh, and to sell the brand. But if you insist on fucking sticking your nose where it's not needed nor wanted, shit will get real. There will be a misunderstanding. Furniture will be moved, all right? Period. So shut your fucking mouth and know your fucking role. Now go take your shirt off and climb a tree to get a fucking four-star recruit, all right? And that's it. That's the end of it. Because there's nothing else to do. You're not getting anybody better than Harbaugh here. It's not happening. Not for the foreseeable future, right? And all these fucking Michigan fans who are now calling for the head of Harbaugh, it's a little late. I've been doing it for fucking the better part of the last two years. Why? Because I knew there's a chance they can get someone like Les Miles. It was a possibility. As much as it's a scumbag move to do in a relationship, you don't dump the girlfriend you got till you flirt a little bit and see what fucking is available for you out there. All right? They could have went and talked to Les Miles, seen if he was receptive. Like, look, we hired Harbaugh. We see what's going on. You see what's going on. This isn't, this isn't working out like we thought. All right? We need someone to come in and either move this program forward into the 21st century, which is as much as fucking it pisses me off, Uncle Urban has done, or we need someone to come in and completely from the ground up rebuild this place. And if Les Miles would have said two years ago, sure, I'm your man, make the move then. Now it's too late. He's not leaving Kansas. Just got there. Well, two, and then two, last year they gave Harbaugh a lifetime contract and they backed up the Brinks truck. So, well, I mean, there's always a way to get out of that. I mean, a lifetime contract is only as good as, you know, your, what the boosters are going to fucking give you so you could pay him. But I think as far as what they've paid him, unless they go 0 and fucking 12, I think you're looking at at least two more years of Jimmy. I'm going to say this. If they'd, if they'd have lost Notre Dame, Wisconsin, They'd have lost these games this year. Notre Dame, Wisconsin, MSU, Penn State, OSU. If they'd have lost those five games, he'd have had to beat every single fucking team next year that he lost to this year to keep his job. Because this loss to Ohio State has pissed off. Because this was in the minds of the, of, the, of the Kool-Aid drinkers, of the Walmart Wolverines, of the alum, of the boosters. This was the year to get fucking payback. Yeah. And it did not happen. And and let's face it. Jimmy could have got a two-for-one on the boxes he needed to check on Saturday. Would have beat Ohio State. Would have went to the Big Ten Championship. And if he threw it against Northwestern. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Here's the fucked up part. Here is the very sad part about this this rivalry with Ohio State. If he'd have beat Ohio State and blew it against Northwestern, more Michigan fans would still have been fucking strutting around like they just won a national championship because they beat Ohio State. Then would have been upset that they did not win the Big Ten. And to me, both are unacceptable. To lose to Ohio State in the fashion they did, unacceptable. If they'd have went to the Big Ten championship and to lose it to Northwestern, unacceptable. Period. End of story. And, you know, just like my buddy Tony, who... Huge MSU fan, you know. He's like, you're one of the few Michigan fans that don't make excuses about the fucking, you know, the fumble, the, the you know, fumbled the snap game and blah 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 blah. And I'm like, what? Because it's it doesn't matter. What did the fu- what does the fucking record say when the clock strikes triple zero? The win isn't in Michigan's column; it's in State's column. 
It doesn't matter they never held a lead during the entire fucking game, all right? It doesn't matter that they won with no time left on the clock. That's still a win. It does not fucking matter, period. End of story. Nothing more to talk about. And there's too many Michigan fans who are just now getting to that point. And they should have been this way for, in my opinion, about... And I'm giving them a lot of fucking... I'm giving them a lot more patience than I have. Uh, halfway through last season. To me... Because I'm going to tell you this right now. I went around telling everybody that would listen. The minute they hired Rich Rod, I was like, you got three years. At the very minimum, you got three years. Every MSU fan I knew, congratulations on the next three years. And they're like, what are you talking about? We, we haven't played yet. I'm like, it does not matter. Rich Rod is not the right man for this job. And it's not... His scheme and his style is not the. It's not. It's not going to fit Michigan. So unless he really shits the bed, he'll probably be here for four or five years. He really shit the bed, and he was here three years later. End of story. Then they bring in Brady Hoke, and that was a fucking joke. He did everything he could to try to fucking strut around like he was something. From from I'm not going to wear a headset to refusing to call Ohio State Ohio State and calling him. Ohio. Really? Okay. All right. I mean, that's... We get it. You like Bo. You know what I'm saying? Like, just come on, dude. It, but I mean, it, it, this, is one of those, this is one of those things, where, to me, this is your friend breaks up with his girlfriend who maybe wasn't, you know, a hard eight, a soft nine, but she brought him lasagna for, for dinner at work. She rubbed his feet when he come home from work. Sucked his dick whenever he fucking asked her to. You know, brought him a beer while he's watching the game. Let him hang out with the boys without blowing his phone up. What are you doing? Why ain't you calling me back? Without raping his time. Okay? And he leaves her. And he goes and gets this one who promises him the world. And you're just like, dude, don't marry this bitch. It's the wrong bitch for you. And he tells you, shut up, mind your business. Three years later, he's crying on your shoulder because he got a divorce. So then he goes and he tries to find a retread of the girlfriend he broke up with to marry the, the biggest mistake of his fucking life. And you're never going to find anybody's replacement. You're not going to find that duplicate. And that's what Michigan was trying to do. Let's try to find someone like Lloyd Carr. We got, okay, we, we tried the, 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 the hard eight, soft nine, who, you know, was going to bring in the sexy offense. And the problem was she was a frigid fucking cunt. She was a miserable bitch. None of, his fr- none of Michigan's friends liked Rich Rod. None of them wanted to hang out with him. She said, you got to cha- You got to cut your hair. You got to stop dressing the way you do. Throw the band shirts away. Buy a polo. And then left him because he's not the same person that he was when, she, when he met her. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, 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 it's like this whole situation is like watching someone go through 10 years of picking the absolute worst people for him. And at the end of 10 years, they're sitting there going, I'm stuck with the bitch I'm with. I can't afford another divorce. And there's no one else. There's no one. I'm old now. I'm 50. My balls touch the water when I fucking sit down and take a shit. All right? My bank account ain't fucking six digits. I can't go out and, and, and buy better pussy. I can't go out and buy uh, younger. I'm stuck with this hoe. Well, you're stuck with Harbaugh. It's exactly what the fuck you are. You are stuck with that hoe. But that's the hoe you wanted. So I don't know. Make them make put on some sexy lingerie and, 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 and hoe it up. Make them hoe it up a little bit, you know? But I, just understand, no matter how big of a hoe he is for you in the bedroom, Michigan, Urban Meyer and OSU is his daddy, and that's who he calls daddy once a year. And he <laughs> says it through gritted teeth and tears rolling down his cheeks, okay? So 
That's this is what happens when Rich gets bent. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know. How, I don't know any better way to explain it. And, it, and, and as the best friend of Michigan, I'm just sitting here going, I saw all this coming, but I couldn't say anything because you told me to shut up and mind my business. I didn't know what I was talking about. And what's hilarious is they ran Lloyd out of town, and they would kill for him now. Five Big Ten titles, a national championship, they would fucking kill for that now. They ran that guy out of town. And I'll be honest with you. The only time that I was like, oh, Lloyd Carr is on the thinnest of thin ice with me was that Appalachia State game. And I fucking told anyone who would listen to me, I said, in 20 years, the story about the night before this game will come out because Michigan didn't treat that like a real football game. They treated that like a scrimmage. And there was fucking... I was like, I bet you them motherfuckers were partying. Half of them didn't get any sleep. Half of them were still drunk when they fucking showed up to dress for the game. And it didn't even take 20 years. It took 10 years for that story to come out. And I called it on the fucking head. And it happened on Lloyd Carr's watch. In all of his time here, that's the one thing that I said that put him on the hot seat with me. Not enough to run him out of town. Because he righted the ship to the point where the game of the century that year... Because, you know, there's a new game of the century every year in college football. Just like every every few years, there's the fight of the century in boxing. Was what? Number one OSU versus number one U of, or number two U of M. And what happened? He lost to OSU. They both went to their bowl games, and both of them lost. By the way, who did Michigan lose that bowl game to that year? Uncle Urban and the Florida Gators. So, Wood Carr's yeah, worst season was seven and five. That was his worst season. Yeah, but Floyd Carr also coached Michigan when Urban Meyer wasn't at Ohio State, so you got to be careful. Yeah, but and he didn't have a very good record once Jim Tressel got there. Once Captain Sweatervest showed up and and the shenanigans started behind the scenes, he didn't have all that great of a fucking record. It was when OSU was out there bullshitting that, that fucking, he was getting fat off of those fucking wins. And really, to be brutally honest with you, he was getting. He didn't really get fat. He just he just got full off of those OSU wins. He got fat off of fucking Sparty's back by stomping on fucking Michigan State. And then every what four years or so, State went in a game. That's how come Mike Hart was feeling himself in 2007 and made the little brother comment, which still to this day gets drug out. And it's been fucking nine seasons later. Excuse me, eleven seasons later. So I. But hey, you know what? They could talk the shit then. Why? Because Lloyd Carr led them to the fucking records they had against their rivals. Yeah. Led them to Big Ten championships. Led them to a national championship. Uh, recruited and had guys like Tom Brady and Charles Mike Hart, Wilson. Mario Manningham, you know, uh, uh, Woodley, Jake Long, you know, all these guys. I mean, it, it, the rushing, passing records, all on Lloyd Carr's watch. So, you know, Chad Henney, pass, all the passing records at Michigan. He holds them. Who recruited him? Mike Hart, all-time rushing leader at Michigan. Who recruited him? Who coached him? You know, I, it, it's. I don't know, man. I this now. Let's put it this way though. I'm glad that Lucy pulled the football back because I, I'm not going to get fooled by the okie doke. To quote Beverly Hills Cop, I ain't falling for the banana no tailpipe again. That ain't happening. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Their first game could be against Alabama, and they house Alabama two thousand to nothing. 
Okay. <laughs> They're still going to lose against OSU. And I'm going to say it until I see them beat OSU and then do it again the next year. Then, then I'm going to go by what team looks better that season. Because I got to believe some of this is in their fucking head. OSU is so deep in Michigan's head, it's not even funny. Like, this is this is that line from my mind's playing tricks on me. That's the Negro I'd be seeing in my sleep. <laughs> All right. If you're a Wolverine, you go to sleep and you, you just get covered in, in Buckeyes falling on you. That's it. That's your nightmare. Ain't no sleep paralysis. Ain't no getting naked and having to give a speech. None of that shit. I'll it's, be pissing on you. <laughs> exactly. That's it's all it is. End of story. So... Look, I, I can't get in that deep to it. I really can't. I'm, but I'm telling you, that was a defensive fuck-up. I don't care if it was Jesus and Khakis, their defensive coordinator, uh, the players themselves. Somebody fucked up in this game defensively, period. I just that, think they got outplayed. Well, that's one way to look at it, but that's not true. Their game plan that they had going into this game that they carried out throughout this game was completely different than every other game, even the one they, and I said this, that they played at, at Notre Dame. That defense played completely different when they played a OSU last week. I, I don't know why. I, I don't know if they, they just, talent. like Rich said, it, they, they, it had nothing to do with the fucking talent. What? Jesus okay. Christ. Did we watch the same game? Because it looked like a Mac team wearing the blue and yellow. Dude, amazing you blue so or whatever the did not it. watch all of the Michigan game. I watched the entire game from start to finish. One game. I'll give you a round of applause later. It was a different defensive scheme. I saw a team that got had. outplayed. That's what I saw. Absolutely did. You're right, because it was a defensive scheme mess up. It was a defensive scheme nightmare. They didn't play that fucking game all year long. They didn't play that way, not once. They were hard-hitting, in your face, I'm coming to get you. They, they had the, the Michigan, if we don't beat you, we're going to beat you, fucking attitude all year long. Look, he can't move. Take his socks. Saying. I'm saying. And they got into this game, and they just fucking, and it wasn't like they were outplayed. They had a different scheme. They were running a completely different defense, and I didn't understand it. And I'm like, okay, we'll change it at fucking halftime, please. And it got worse. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Maybe they're not that good. Okay, Sparty. Should we go over their schedule again? Jesus I'm not sitting here Christ. saying, you want to change the subject? I'm not sitting here talking about State did great. I'm saying, let's. do you want to go over who Michigan played again? It before you start matter, saying dude. that they shit the bed? I, I don't care who they played. I don't care what their <laughs> rank was. And I could give a okay. fuck less who the best coach in the fucking college polls are. What I'm telling you is, I've watched Michigan play all season long. They had a different scheme. They had a different defense. They had a different mindset and a different way to play all fucking season. And, I, and with the talking and everything that they were doing, I swore to God they were bringing that game in the Ohio State. So then they're not and that they good got, because when it came time to shine, they shit the bed. It was a fucking, oh my God, dude. Never mind. That, is, that I, means you're not good. Okay. It's general, I mean, I get, what, I get where you're going, but let's be honest. When it came time Plus, to shine, it had they shit the bed. Good, or good, bad. Teams don't, good teams don't do that. It had nothing to do with good or bad. Somebody on that coaching staff. I believe staff it was 62 to 39. Up. I think it had something to do with good and bad. Somebody on that coaching staff fucked up. 
They thought they had a better plan for Ohio, Ohio State instead of sticking with what fucking worked all season long. It had nothing to do with the talent on either, either fucking team. To be told, I think they're probably evenly matched, defensively and offensively. Because really? anybody on there... 39? You think that's I, true? Anybody on there isn't a fucking megastar. So they're pretty evenly matched. But Michigan had a scheme and played a defense all year long in every other fucking game that was yeah. in your face, smash Against mouth Indiana, football. Rutgers, Maryland. In your face, smash mouth football. Nebraska. If, if they did not beat you, they were going to beat you. And they did not do it on this game. SMU, Western. I tell you what, Chris, go back and watch this game. OSU and, and Michigan. Go back and watch that game. Go back and watch highlights of that game. I They're wish. not the same team. And uh, you want to talk about, about the same team? How We were talking about how Ohio State did not look like Ohio State this year, and they embarrassed you. We were talking about this is the weakest we've seen Ohio State look in a while, and they embarrassed you. I understand. I will, I will, say, I will say this. Michigan has had many a uh, 9-10 win seasons because they feasted upon the just also-rans and filler teams in the Big Ten throughout their history, period, end of story. If they, were, if, they, if they played in a conference that was as competitive and as good as the modern SEC for their entire history, their, all, their, their all-time record would be much different, okay? And any Michigan fan who tells you different than that is, a, is just an intellectually dishonest cocksucker. They're just, they're just a fucking useless homer. And that's, that's from the mouth of a Michigan fan. I don't know any other way to put it. It's all there is to it, all right? For every OSU game, there's Purdue. There's, you know, Indiana. Minnesota. Uh, Illinois. Look, look at the teams they added. Nebraska. Yeah, that'd be impressive if it was 1984. Rutgers. When was the last time Rutgers relevant? I didn't even know they had a football team. <laughs> they got added to the Big Ten. You know, you know the biggest piece of trivia or knowledge I knew about Rutgers football before they joined the Big Ten is that uh uh oh shit uh who's 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 the guy who uh, was in King of Queens and and Mall oh, uh, Kevin James. Kevin James played fullback for him. That's it. That's that's the biggest piece of football trivia I knew about Rutgers. That was probably their. That's probably their biggest. The, the football program's biggest claim to fame. Yeah, Kevin James played football for us. I mean, I, it wasn't like they went out and were like, "Hey, we want, we need to get like, you know, let's get Notre Dame in here." And Notre Dame sucked when they fucking got Nebraska and Rutgers to come to the Big Ten. You know why they? You know why? Michigan wasn't clamoring for Notre Dame to get into the Big Ten because eventually Notre Dame, with the history they have, with the with the loyal fan base they have, passed down from father to son, with the with the Catholic angle on top of it, they knew they're going to get good again. Oh, you talk about number three? Exactly. I mean, I I maintain it doesn't matter if if it, it doesn't matter whose head OSU drilled itself into. OSU is in this team's head. Whether it be the defensive coordinator, whether it be Harbaugh, whether it be the players, whether it be all of them, I understand having a specific. We're going to we're going to have a different uh, game plan, plan of attack when we play our mm -hmm. biggest rival. Mm -hmm. But just like you said, Earl, and you were absolutely right. Once you see that that isn't working, not just isn't working, but I mean, is like 
going down quicker than the Titanic, you have to make adjustments. And you don't wait till halftime. And even when they did, like you said, even when they did make adjustments, it's not like it changed the end result that much. No, All it, I, I, some Somebody really got into the head of that coaching staff. And I'll guarantee you that the words were said, I want a scheme that's going to embarrass Ohio State. Make sure we have something that's going to win this game. I'm absolutely and, with you on that. And they went in and came up with whatever the fuck they did on Saturday. And I, I, I'm sitting here screaming at the fucking TV. I'm like, why the fuck are you doing this? And the only way I can explain it to, 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 to Chris, not that I feel like you need it explained, but maybe this will help maybe even someone else out there because uh, it's, it's not fair. For, I'm just using you as an example. Is if you have a big gig coming up and you're a musician and all of a sudden the whole band starts talking about, we're going to do something different and special. And you're just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Why don't we just do what fucking got us here? Don't go changing it up at the fucking 11th hour. What the fuck? No, we don't need to add pyrotechnics and bitches in cages dancing on either side of us. What are we, <laughs> no. Kid Rock? No. That's how you burn down the nightclub and kill your guitarist. Exactly. We got here by just going up there and just fucking tearing that fucking stage down. And leaving motherfuckers wanting more. So let's just go up there and do what we've done to get us here. And if that doesn't work, okay, great. Then we'll regroup and we'll try again. But we're having too good of a run to all of a sudden change it up at the last minute because we got fucking last minute nerves. And I hope it was last minute nerves. I really hope Michigan's coaching staff wasn't sitting there all season coming up with this game plan specifically like, oh, we got their number. Because if that's the case... It's incomp that's sheer incompetence. That is sheer incompetence coupled with, I mean, delusional levels of self-confidence. And that's just not that's more more of the same. And it doesn't matter if Uncle Urban leaves after this year. It doesn't matter if he drops dead of a fucking aneurysm during the Big Ten championship which, game. Which which by the way, they they were once again during the broadcast laying ground. For Uncle Urban to, oh, 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 my health problems are acting up. Talking about his headaches and shit. Well, here's, if if your best hope of beating a team is their head coach retires due to health issues, you are counting on an act of God to try to win. That, is, want, that is them so deep in your head, they're renting space. But they're but they're delinquent on that rent. You get what I'm saying? They're just they're just there, and you can't even evict them. I just wonder if hearing number one defense all week maybe put a little bit of overconfidence in those players. I, you know what? I think it went the opposite way. I think that group at OSU hearing that they're not the favored poured about 55 gallons of raw, fresh guts down everybody's fucking throats from the fucking athletic director to the fucking water boy. Yeah, I see and, that. And they you went, guys are out there talking revenge tour. We've been watching film. Mm-hmm. Yep. You've been making snarky remarks. And talking to the press and, 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 and wearing and having T-shirts made up. And you got your little nice little slogans and your catchy little catchphrases. You know what we got for you? Nothing but pure fucking hatred. Man. Come get some. We've been watching film for five fucking days. As much nice, as... Nice T-shirt. As much as I laughed at the fact that MSU, I don't know if they still do. I doubt it. If they do, they, I don't know why. But at one point, MSU had a countdown clock to their game with Michigan every year that reset as soon as it went. The game that season went to triple zero. It just started counting down again. Okay. 
obviously that shit worked. The perfect storm of head coach, guys he recruited, buying into his message, and him pointing at that clock and saying, we are not little brother anymore. And instead of that clock counting down to, oh, Jesus, I hope we win this game, in 10 years, that clock's going to count down to let's go out there and beat Michigan's ass again. They're going to rename it the ass-whooping clock? Exactly. That's your ass, Santa. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bitch move, Santa. (laughs) Like, seriously. So, there's not, look, here's the deal. There's not much more left to say. The game's over with. Now it's, is Michigan going to win its bowl game? And what happens with the coordinators in the offseason? Harbaugh's going nowhere. Unless Harbaugh walks, Harbaugh's going nowhere this offseason, period. Right? Ten wins bought him another fucking reprieve. And if those ten wins had came against his rivals, maybe it would have bought him a reprieve in my mind. Like, if for some reason they lost against, like, Notre Dame and Penn State, all right? but they beat everybody else. I would be like, okay, give them another year. Notre Dame was a better team than we gave them credit for at the beginning of the season. And Penn State was like one of them trap game situations. Oh, Penn State ain't as good as they were last year. Whoops, you went in a little overconfident. You got your clock cleaned. Guess what? That's the loss you needed to have happen because it woke you up to reality. You can be beaten. This almost feels like the 2007 Patriots going into the Super Bowl going... (laughs) We already beat the Giants. Are you kidding? We're going to beat them again. Because no one was picking the Giants before that game. But here's the bitch of it. At least that was a good fucking Super Bowl. This wasn't. This was like, this was an embarrassing game to watch as a Michigan fan. Seriously. Like, if, if this was Michigan State playing Ohio State, I'd have felt embarrassed for MSU. I honestly would have. I'd have been like, oh, fuck. That's got to sting. Well, on the other side of it, it does. It sucks. And the sad part is, all I can hope is next season, a plane carrying, like, Wisconsin and a plane carrying Penn State crash over the stadium where MSU and OSU were playing. And by default, <laughs> Michigan wins the Big Ten. <laughs> That's it. Well, everybody's dead. Michigan wins. Wow. Well, we don't have to die, but I mean, just, you know, somehow magically nobody dies in all that, all that crashing and, 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 and debris hitting the ground. It's just all the players and coaches are too injured to play the game, but they're going to be okay. You know, there and you all go. the fans manage to get out somehow. But like that season, it's, it's just that we got nothing, guys. But we'll be good for next season. But just not this season. <laughs> <laughs> not calling for anyone's death yet. Let this let OSU do this. Let a repeat of this season happen next year. Then I'll be calling for you know. I want blood. I want paralyzed motherfuckers. The Michigan doing hump dances around them. <laughs> Indian war dances and shit in the crowd. He's paralyzed. <laughs> All right, let's get off this fucking subject. We will get back to football later in the show per usual. But there's just two from one ridiculous game. To the most ridiculous story I think I've heard since. Who was it that di- that's dick pic got out? And I was like, it looks painfully taut. Oh, uh, uh, Far? uh what? No, no, it's Draymond Green. Yes, thank you. Most ridiculous story since then. <sighs> Apparently, Dwight Howard likes himself some men with breasts, aka uh, what is uh, a non-op transgendered person. 
because yeah, there's stories everywhere. And I mean, like the memes have been flying. People have photoshopped his uh, his his two K nineteen stats to they they bumped his ball handling to ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's just oh, he's, it's funny because it's wrong. <laughs> he's just taking L's all over the place. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. The gist of the story is Dwight Howard had a wild weekend after he was accused of having a relationship with a transgender woman who took to Twitter to describe her relationship with the NBA star. Howard reportedly met Majin Elgie, who identifies as a gay man. Okay, first of all, a transgendered woman who identifies as a gay man. This is something 10 years ago I could never imagine a sentence me uttering. So you liked Dick originally, but you transitioned to like Dick? Sure. I'm confused. (laughs) I I don't like being confused. Let's put it this way. A buddy of mine, I said, you know, he goes, you know, you have to be a woman to have a kid. And I was like, no, not not, not these days. And he goes, what the fuck are you talking about? How does that even work? And I looked at my other friend who's very liberal and progressive and forward thinking. And I said, I'm I'm leaving the room for five minutes. You explain this. I, w- I went out. I got a cigarette. I come back. Tony's sitting there with a who just pumped the neighbor's cat look on his face. And I said, do you want to resign from the human race yet? And he's like, <laughs> I- I'm think- I, think- I, think I'm- I think I'm handing in my first draft right now. He's like, I'd- and Ashley's just sitting there shaking her head, shrugging. Like, I just told him what is, you know, acceptable. And, and I'm like, I know. But anyways. Acceptable to you. But Howard reported. Howard reported reportedly met uh, LG E L I J E. So I'm gonna call it uh, uh, call her LG. I don't know what else I don't know how to pronounce it. Who identifies as a gay man while the filming of MTV's Wild and Out, after which Howard slid into her DMs on Instagram. By the way, this is off uh, 12up.com. Sounds like it was written by TMZ, but I swear See, it's it not sounds a like a 22 year old wrote it. Yeah, I know, right? So let's see here. Uh, this is the tweet that she sent out. He was fine, six eleven, goofy, very charming, no wife, all capital letters, and never all capital letters letters been married. So of course I was interested. I kept it real with him, and he kept it real with me about everything except for one thing. Fast forward, I'm finally face to face with Dwight, and after that day, from my understanding, we had an understanding. So I'll just upload this screenshot, or excuse me, screen record here, just in case his team decides to lie. Ain't no girl going to ask you this. And this is an incoming text is alleged that he sent to her. It says, does your mother, brother, friends know that you like to deal with trans? Oh, no, no, excuse me, excuse me. Yes, yeah, yeah, okay. Does your mother, brother, friends know that you like to deal with trans men and women? Or is that just something you've kept to yourself? Why are you, why are you asking me for? I, the, I, both of these motherfuckers are English majors, by the way. yeah. I'd like to know. I don't want to answer. LG faced a wave of backlash and questioning from people on Twitter following her decision to out Howard. And she had some rather interesting answers about how these yeah, messages. This isn't a hers. Uh, she had some interesting answers about how these messages came to finally hit her Twitterverse. First, LG clarified how they began speaking. Yes, we spoke on our Finstas, F-I-N-S-T-A apostrophe S. Well, I feel like I know something about youth culture here because. My girlfriend has an 18-year-old sister. It's a fake Instagram. Ah, okay. Teenagers use it to to keep their parents from seeing the real shit they post. Gotcha. 
but he'd often hit me from his real account too. I only uploaded the this because his team said if I speak, they'll respond saying he thought I was a girl, so I uploaded this as proof. Ain't no cis female asking you about dating trans and men. Despite claiming the pair spoke through the fake Instagram account, which provided messages of her and Howard exchanging messages through Howard's main page, which boasts over 2 million followers. Of course, LG is looking to publicize the receipts, mainly so Howard can't claim to not know what the situation truly was. Because in my gut, I had a feeling that eventually he would do me the same way he did his other exes, and my main priority was me. You always got to have your own back first and look for what happened. His pastor is threatening my life. Fuck this person. Someone who is supposed to encourage and uplift. This is in response to someone asking you liked him for him, yet he was recording y'all's calls for what exactly? A moment like this? Yeah, exactly. LG came forward with these claims so as to not be thrown to the wayside like many of Howard's other exes. As a result of her actions, Howard's uh, pastor has apparently begun threatening him. See, this is, you just, 12 up, you just mislabeled her. You misgendered her. That's a crime in, in Canada. Pay your fine or go to jail. <laughs> Meanwhile, LG appears to have some evidence of a relationship with Howard. This all must have been taken with a grain of this all must be taken with a grain of salt. LG is the same individual who accused rapper Playboy Cardi of being gay last year, but there was never enough evidence to prove either side. Regardless of the outcome of this situation, it doesn't seem like the story will be disappearing anytime soon. Instead of being able to focus on his season with the Wizards, Howard's will ha- Howard will have this accusation hanging over his head and likely weighing him down. What is in it for this person to not get humped and dumped by a professional athlete? Welcome to 2018. That's equality. There's plenty of women in front of you that <laughs> had the same experience of professional. A- like, I, I don't get what the end game is for this person. Um, one, to get her name and likeness out in public. And two, maybe this is... A, 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 a follow through on this is pure speculation on my part. I have no proof of this. I haven't read anything that says this has happened. So take it for what it is. Maybe she told him, hey, look, I got screenshots. I got recordings. I kept everything. I'm going to need some cash. And he was like, well, that's extortion. Uh, if Here's the thing. If he didn't go to the police... But he did tell her to go fuck herself, and she put it out there. And he's not claiming that she tried to, b- to blackmail him. There's no crime if he doesn't say so. And she's not admitting to asking him for anything. She hasn't even alluded to asking him for anything. So, so yeah, what's the, to get your 15 minutes? Like, the 15 minutes she got? Well, apparently he didn't know about it till now. You know, last year wasn't enough? Like, I just, if, he, if he's not fucking a kid or an animal, what does it fucking matter? <laughs> I, I, I'm going to quote Ron White. I'm third generation. Don't give a fuck. Okay, okay, okay. Here's 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 my like. Okay, from Gupman at Dummy Gup. Uh, he tweeted at her, "Bro, ain't you the N word that said Cardi was was gay and you got exposed for lying like shit?" LMAFO. And then Playboy responded, but said, but ain't you the same N-word who claimed Playboy Cardi was gay and fake DMs of him trying to come at you? And then a picture of Obama wiping his brow. And then another dude said, hey, wait a minute, Dwight Howard is innocent. This is the person that created a fake story trying to claim 
Playboy Cardi was gay. Woo! We almost lost Dwight to some bullshit story. <laughs> First of all, even if he fucked her, him, however she, she, he, she wants to be gendered. Uh, it, it, why would you lose him? Yeah, he's still. He, first of all, he's still black. <laughs> Second yeah. of all, is he your family? You don't. Do you is own he, him? Is he going to die? Yeah. Like that's not even but if. But did if you she's, die? Even if she's got like super AIDS, that's not how that works. There's a process here. <laughs> yeah. And you have to trust the process. See what I did there? You know. Yes. <laughs> I mean, uh, it is. Uh, you know, once I've been once I I think I mentioned this on on Regimented a few weeks ago. I've been listening to a lot of old Opie and Anthony shows when Patrice O'Neill was on, and one of the things they were talking about was uh, athletes on the down low, and and they were like, okay, so let's just have it, let's just have it out, let's get it out there. What sport has the most athletes on the down low? And Patrice O'Neill was like, he goes, the most basketball. The least hockey. He's like, them crackers ain't playing. He's like, but there's a, there's, he goes, there's a lot of, there's a lot of sissy motherfuckers in the NBA. So maybe this is like something that, that, uh, it, just because I'm not deep in NBA culture, I, I just don't know about. Maybe this is something that's like a thing. And this is, this chick is trying to hook her, herself to, to a player's coattails to like get, you know, raise her Q rating and the LGBTQA, AEO, and sometimes Y community or whatever. Yeah, the Rockets aren't going to get, he, he's not going to get cut for being gay. I, I, yeah, so, I, I mean, first of all, I, I, I don't mean to sound flippant, but if an athlete that you are a fan, are a fan of, uh, maybe grew up being a fan of and he's retired now, if you, you find out he's gay or bisexual, does that mean you're, you're going to? You're going to go, well, I'm no longer a fan of his play on the field. No, because I don't know about you, but I know as a musician, I went through it as a teenager, find out half my heroes were gay. Didn't change shit. Yeah. Still like their music. Still like their art. Doesn't matter. You know, I, it doesn't matter to me. If I found out Tom Brady liked to chug cock, I'd still call him the goat because he still fucking is the goat. I just wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's also true. <laughs> I mean, if, hey, if, I, I, I take the stand I take 20 years ago. I don't care who you fucking, who you don't. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, if Chris, if it comes out that Chris Spielman, when his wife died, had a relationship with a man, would you be like, well, you know what? Pfft, that, that negates everything he ever did on the field. He was, he wasn't that vicious beast at linebacker that I watched play. That was all right. an act. That Calm was down, all Rich. fake. Calm down, Rich. See what I'm saying? Come down. Because <laughs> here's the deal. Here's the deal. If Bob Pro, if, if if Danny Probert comes out and says, I'm a transgendered woman, I was born a man, Bob knew it, he loved it, he loved the cock, he was insatiable for it, his mouth would water when I describe when I'm stroking my long, veiny, fucking throbbing motherfucker on the phone when he was on the road. What do you, what do you, fan, what do you guys say about that, Probert fans? I'd go, Domi got his ass beat by a sissy. <laughs> <laughs> Get Ty Domi on the phone. I want to know what he's got to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> it puts hey, every t- every time they locked up when they were fighting and got head to head. Did you ever like blow in your ear gently, give you a little <laughs> a loving, tender kiss on the cheek? 
<laughs> Try to kiss you with the no teeth he had. Like, yeah, like whisper in your ear as the lines when they're trying to break you up. Did you ever get turned on when Bugs Bunny dressed up as a woman, tag? You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, that was his calling card. He'd kiss you on the cheek after a fight, right? I guess. I, it wouldn't, I wouldn't care. Honestly, it, it, I would not. I could, I could not care less. Yes. Like, what the fuck does it matter? And I realize that this is three white boys talking about a predominantly black sport that's steeped in hip-hop culture and black culture. And yeah, you can call me racist if you want, but um, there's there are segments of just like there's segments of white culture, usually the more conservative Southern religious culture that frown very heavily upon any type of homosexual or bisexual activity. You know, there's parts of black culture to do the same thing. Correct. All there is to it, but that's their problem, not mine. Definitely not Dwight Howard's. Definitely not this <sighs> transgendered woman who somehow identifies as a gay man. Still, not, it's not. It's not her problem either. Her, you know, it's not. It's, a, it's not their problem either. Whatever. There. I'll just lump hey, it all up. This would be a perfect spot for the Doctor Cox rant, Rich. Here's how. Here's how much I care. I don't even know what the fuck a transgendered woman is. Is that where she actually had the surgery? Chick with a dick. Unless. Well, trans, it doesn't matter. Transgender either way. There's, there's pre-op and post-op. She's definitely had hormones and work done. Because her picture in the article... Uh, Has Rich loving the cock. <laughs> no, but if I... It just from... Uh, there's only one picture of her. But to be I mean, brutally honest with you, if I saw her in public, I would think... Unless she's got like some like man hands and feet and an Adam's apple or something. Because I can only see, literally, it's just a face shot of her. And I can tell she has long hair because she's kind of like pulling her hair back in a ponytail. I would, I would think she was a, a biological woman. I'm never talking to Rich again. That's fine. <laughs> Fact, bye. Hang up on this motherfucker. <laughs> guess who? Guess who forfeits every pick from here on out? See, that's why <laughs> I won't give up because that means he'll lose. <laughs> he he. Even if I, even if even if I had to fuck him in the ass to prove that he's not a, you know that he's not a home, you know homophobe, he rather that than take a loss on picks <laughs> for the season. He'd be like, just hurry up and get it. Do what you got to do. Just let me get to my picks. I'm gonna smoke you this week. I'm like, I'm smoking that ass now though. What about that? You know. So, <laughs> but no, it's. I honestly, football maybe because. Football is a very brutal, violent sport, and it tends to attract people who are comfortable with that level of violence and brutality. Maybe this would be a big problem in football. Baseball? I think, I mean, look, who, whoever's accused of it is going to get shit and their balls busted for it. That's just going to happen. Now, if you want to stop that, then you have to stop people from being able to be... You have to stop dudes from being dudes, okay? Because oh, that's what guys do. We bust balls. We've been working on that for about the last five years. Give us time. Uh, more like thirty, but you know, yeah. it's just it's starting. It's really starting to blossom the last five years. Uh, I'm just glad to say it wasn't on our generation's watch. They, the millennials had far overshadowed us before this shit started really fucking blossoming. So it's don't point the finger at us for the downfall of fucking modern man. Not our problem. Baby boomers. Looking at you. But uh, 
That's just how guys are. Guys bust balls. Even if even if it's not about something like this, they're going to bust balls about something else. That's like 75% of this show every week is busting balls. Exactly. Because that's what, that's what dudes do. All right? And that's why when guys bust balls, you can tell a guy who's got, he's got a little bit more than just a little bit of a bitch in him. Because he's the guy that get, the, the, shit, the shit starts getting serious real quick. Like, you know, you say something like, like motherfucker, your balls stink. And he's like, man, what, 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 what the fuck, man? What you, why you think you know what my balls smell like? You sniffing on them when I'm asleep? It's like, dude, I'm busting. I'm literally busting your chops. And that's it. Just verbally sparring with you. And now you have me cuddling up to your fucking, your dick titties. Really? No, that's not, <laughs> that's not how it fucking works. What's wrong with you? You want, you need me under your dick titties is what you're telling me. <laughs> See, I, I struck a nerve. I brought the bitch out in you. That's what I did. See, I mean, so that's just going to happen. But I don't see the NBA allowing him to be blacklisted. No. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, this isn't a Kaepernick situation. I just don't see it. Even if this chick comes out and is like, I got pictures. Whap. And post them shits. And he's balls deep in her. And her dick's rock hard. Bigger than his. And he's just pounding away on her ass. My first question would be like, what does this have to do with basketball besides the basketball player you are fucking? Good question. But I mean, this is also part of, you know, social media. You want your private life to be public. Well, there you go. This is, this is what comes with it. All right. I mean, this isn't some guy who's, who's, who's making a career of riding the bench, being a human victory cigar, doesn't do interviews because no one wants to talk to him, isn't a name player. You, you know, you have, to, you have to search for what team he's on every season in 2K because, you know, he's, he's bounced around that much. You never know who he's playing with. And someone comes out and accuses him of, of some shit. And see, this is the thing. Like, even the word accused. Accused. What is he accused of? Well, accused uh, implies that you did something wrong. He broke no laws. I mean, I, I, and are you telling me, are you really going to sit here and with a straight face tell me that this this woman, LG or LG or LG or whatever her, how you pronounce her name, that she's like super religious, so she's like, he broke God's law. Well, so did you the minute you walked in and started talking about transitioning. So, I guess you both can burn in hell. I, but, I mean, th- th- there is the fact that she's accused other celebrities of this before, which does put her in the, yeah, okay. All right, bitch. You got your attention. You got your followers. Go away. We don't need to hear from you no more. Don't go away mad. Just just, just go Just away. go away. Yeah. Exactly. But... <laughs> Well, the NBA's turned into a soap opera this season, ain't it? Man. I'm just saying. It's only a quarter of the way in. It's only like 20 games in. Good Lord. 20 couple, games in. A couple Man. seasons ago, you know, dick pics and guys periscoping, you know, teammates talking about cheating on female rappers and shit. And I was like, well, it can't get any more fucking... 90210-ish daytime soap than this, and then, boom, you thought you had an affair with a woman, but I'm a man. Dun-dun-dun. It's like, Jesus, this is a bad 80s fucking General Hospital episode. I'm waiting for Luke and Laura to walk to center court. I mean, it's just ridiculous. (sighs) This type of shit reminds me of when Manti Teo was like, lost his girlfriend. girlfriend. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that shit. (laughs) 
And she died. <laughs> I know. And Michael Sam's like, wait a minute, I'm actually gay. Here's my boyfriend. I kissed him when I got drafted. Can I please get some attention here? No? All right. No, we're dealing with an invisible girlfriend that actually died. We have to mourn. Tao had a much longer career in the NFL than Sam did. He's still in the NFL, as far as I know. Yeah, Manti Teo is. Is he still in the Chargers? That's the last place I knew he was. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was, and he was, it wasn't like he was practice squad. No, he's a starting middle linebacker. Yeah. You know, he hears it every time he lines up, though. (laughs) (laughs) How's your girlfriend doing, bud? (laughs) Oh, I think she waved to me. Oh, nope. I just had something in my eye. Sorry about that. Oh, nope. That's the wind. Uh, all right. Well, we we got a little bit of hockey news. <sighs> you, you you started kind of talking about it already with with Bob Probert. Or is this the wrong hockey news? Well, I mean, the, 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 here's the thing. We've had a we've had a, 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 a some new stuff come to light here at Sporgy, and <clears throat> basically we've been offered a, a screener of the Bob Probert documentary. It's already in my email, and uh, uh, it's called Tough Guy. Yeah, and it's 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 basically, I guess, a visual companion to his autobiography, which I've talked about reading on the show before. Um, and all I've seen is, as of this point, is the two and a half minute trailer. And I was just going to draw attention to it. If you have any interest to it, go check it out. But now that we have a screener, we might as well actually watch the fucking thing, then come back and talk about it. Um, so yeah, so I, I guess we can kind of save that. <laughs> Just be aware if you're in Canada, it's on, uh, uh, it's, you have to, you have to forgive my, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, Americanness here. It airs on super channel in Canada, December 14th, which is why I'm very glad that we, someone offered us a screener because I don't have super channel and I was dreading trying to hunt this down. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I, 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 you know I'll watch that shit. I don't know about these two fools, but, uh, yeah. And then we, we can talk Speaking about Speaking of it. liking dicks, if it's got Bob Probert, he's watching. <laughs> Straight up, man. Oh, fuck. It, that, that's my favorite <laughs> hockey player ever, man. Um, you know, I'm going to watch it because there's a chance he gets, I could see Belfort, you know. Yeah, Ronick, uh, Chelios, they, they interviewed a lot of his teammates, so. Yeah, if him and Belfour had any type of friendship, I'm sure Belfour will... You definitely see footage of him. You'll see footage of Probert running Belfour when he was on the Red Wings and defending <laughs> Belfour when he was on the Blackhawks. Because <laughs> I believe I saw footage of both happening in the, in the, in the trailer. So. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, we'll put that off for like a week or so. Um, right. Ever, but no, uh, the, the and, and it's 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 Red Wing centric. The two stories I have, in in so much as they both involve uh, Red Wings players, one former, one current. Uh, the former one is as we've talked about. Iserman left the GM position of the Tampa Bay Lightning, and he stayed on as a team senior advisor. Um, I think that's an honorary title because he's still under contract at Tampa Bay for the rest of this season. At the end of this season, his contract's up. The hope, more so than the rumors, is that he would, at the end of this season, sign as the general manager for the Detroit Red Wings. 
and we can actually do something with the rebuild to get the train back on the fucking tracks. Uh, there seems to be a team in the NHL throwing a monkey wrench into the works, though, because apparently the Philadelphia Flyers have thrown their hat in the ring to bring Eiserman out to Philly to be their general manager. Uh, according to a report in Detroit Free Press, Flyers CEO Dave Scott admitted to Philly.com that his team is interested in Eiserman, but the Red Wings, but that the Red Wings seem to have the inside track on him. Quote, I spent time in Detroit. I know Eiserman a little bit. Dave Scott, CEO of the Flyers' parent company, Comcast Spectator, told Philly.com. My sense is he's pretty committed to someday getting back to Detroit. I think his family's still there. He really put roots down there. And Red Wings GM Ken Holland is getting to the point in his life he's probably going to do a different thing, going to do different things someday. Needless to say, if this happens, you're going to hear a whole lot of hands meeting faces in violent face palms because I don't know what the fuck you do if you don't bring Eiserman and his general manager here in Detroit. You cannot keep Ken Holland here. Ken Holland is not a post-salary cap general manager. Uh, it's nothing against him. It's just he's... Some guys are built to, to, to operate under certain situations. Some guys are, are not. Some players, you know, that play defensive line can play in a 3-4. Others have to play in a 4-3. It's just the way it is. Uh, I will say I will this. Say I've, I've, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Rich. I'll just say I've, I've read a couple of stories. They're local, so shocking that they're saying this, but they do bring up a, a good point. Uh, say that they're recklessly speculating, but you know, they brought up a point that if he said he was going to go home, going to Philly doesn't make a lot of sense. Exactly. Um, go home. Uh, he's not coming to Detroit. Then he's going North of Detroit. <sighs> we get it. He was born in Canada. <laughs> he spent a good majority of his life here. I'd say it's probably home to him. I, Oh, a hundred percent believe that. But if he really wants to go quote home, I think he, I think he, I think his wife is from this area. His kids were born in this area. Yeah. His family, his family lives in this area still, even, even though he was Tampa Bay's GM. So, so am I not home? If, am I not technically home ice? If I'm not in Royal Oak, cause I was born at Beaumont hospital. <laughs> I'm just saying there's some Canadian teams that would want him. Oh, there's a bunch of teams that would take him. Don't right. think of 31 yeah. other teams that would want him. <laughs> and I mean, here's the thing. Flyers fired Ron Hextall as their GM. Ron Hextall in Philly, firing him is essentially like firing someone like Iserman. Just about to say in Philly. Yeah, they might as well be Iserman. You know, I mean, before we start, I just want you all to know I was aiming for that corner. <laughs> Anywho. Yeah, I got you. Uh, I just, look, the way the NHL and the NBA is with the salary cap and the draft lottery, and I'm glad I'm not the only one that thinks along these lines because I did hear another Detroit sports personality bring this up. Tanking is a valid strategy. Um, In the NBA, you have the whole trust the process, 76ers. In the NHL, the hottest team in the NHL right now is the Buffalo Sabres. They've won, I believe, 10 straight. And... Buffalo has been nothing but the butt of jokes for the better part of a decade. And they've built up a team that is now playing good modern-day hockey enough to where they sit atop the standings. 
Now, I mean, does that guarantee that they're going to make a deep cup run this year? No. But they're in a lot better position to do it than they were the post Hossick, uh, Mike Pekka, Matthew Barnaby, that whole that whole bunch era, you know. And why? Because they lost. To rebuild in the NHL, you have to lose. You have to get high draft picks. You have to build with young players who you can control and get on the cheap, add in experienced veterans here and there, instead of just build a team with the most high-priced, high-talented free agents you can find. That's not, it's not a realistic way to build a championship anymore. It's just not. My fear is that if Eiserman comes here as general manager, pride will start fucking with him, to quote Pulp Fiction, and he won't let the team tank. And he'll push for them to, to win now. Then the problem will be they can only rise to the middle of the pack. And the middle of the pack means you're not competing for championships, but you're not getting them high draft picks either, which you just basically keep running on that fucking hamster wheel. At 11 and 11, you can't get much more middle of the pack than that. And that's kind of my problem with the Red Wings right now. They started off playing like, this is going to be an historically bad season. And as much as it hurt me to fucking say it, I was like, good. That's because that's what they needed to do. They need to lose. I mean, yes, shrewd moves will help you. Buffalo got rid of uh, Evander Kane. I mean, you know, they're their biggest name player. And they're winning more without him than they did with him. All right. And there are teams who have lost for long streaks and had uh, named players. You know, the Islanders and Tavares, they just, they, they wasted them. So they just got rid of them. I mean, it, 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 you know, it's it happens. But you have a better shot. If you tank, you get the talent. It's young. It's cheap talent. It's talent you control. And then like seasoning, you sprinkle in a veteran here or there that you sign in the offseason. And you see how deep of a run you can make. I mean, because the NHL... It, if it wasn't for LeBron James and these super teams courting, you know, potential free agents, like there, I don't think there would be as much like hype surrounding the free agency and in, in, in the NBA as there has been. But we all know what teams they're going to. It, they're a very short list. It's not like LeBron signed with like you know the fucking Jazz or something or what, whoever the fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody who's just completely out of it. Someone who has Lakers no suck. shot. You know. It's not like Golden State was going after bums who were going to ride the bench. So I I want Eisenman here, but I also want him to start. It's like boot camp. You have to tear them down completely and rebuild them the way you want them built. Thanks for reminding me, Rich. And that's what needs to happen. And I'm afraid if Eisenman comes in that he's not going to allow that to happen. Now, if he, if he comes in, he goes, not on my watch. And he just, through sheer will... And shrewd moves builds a team that's successful and is a contender. Then he's a better GM than I even gave him credit for, and he should probably be in the Hall of Fame as a GM at some point because that's some legendary shit you're pulling off. But, I mean, remember, he never won a cup with Tampa. Yes, he did win a gold putting together Canada's Olympic team, but he was also picking from the cream of the crop in the country that produces the most hockey players in the entire world. I mean, it pretty much you have a blank check to stack the deck any way you want. If you aren't competing for the gold, what are you doing? That's not to take away from what he's done because we've seen NBA teams in the Olympics, you know, the Dream Team Part 2, that really didn't come to be the Dream Team Part 2. It's happened. There's upsets. Do you believe in miracles? 
that type of shit, you know, the 80 USA team. But a flyer of all places to go. I mean, it's better than the anal munch, but not much. I mean, just he's not going to be a Earl's the general manager. Flyer. Okay, you both talked at the same yeah. time. Go ahead, Earl. He's not going to be a flyer. Yeah. And what did you say, Chris? I said, well, just get it over with and make Eric Lindros your GM. Well, I mean, it's, <laughs> we're talking about They tried that with Ron. <laughs> at least I'm sure Hextall wakes up every morning knowing he's Ron Hextall. There's there's a very good chance Eric Lindros has to go, who the fuck am I? A few times throughout the day. I'm Batman. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, this isn't president of the United States. We don't want someone with early onset dementia running it. It's not like we want Reagan running, the, you know, the flyers. You know, what Lindros's wife going to consult a psychic? What moves should we make before the trade deadline? <laughs> <laughs> Call Miss Cleo and shit. But, yeah, the uh, the other hockey story is, and this isn't very shocking, um, according to HockeyFeed.com, and according to a report from NHL insider Darren Dreger of the Sporting News, Detroit Red Wings goaltender Jimmy Howard is, is on the trading block. Says 34-year-old Howard's having a fantastic season this year with the Wings, going 6-7-3 and three with a 2.68 goals against average and a 9.22 saves. We're at .922 save percentage in 17 games so far. He's a pending unrestricted free agent, comes with a reasonable cap hit of just 5.3. Team reportedly interested in acquiring Howard, the St. Louis Blues. As I say, Philadelphia. <laughs> Philly's just taking everybody, Detroit, all Detroit sloppy seconds. <laughs> Next thing I know, my ex-wife's moving to Philly. Jesus. But, uh... Yeah, my sources tell me the St. Louis Blues have paid considerable attention to Jimmy Howard of the Detroit Red Wings. Drager said to, on uh, the Sporting News Insider Trader segment, went on the, he went on to state that the Blue Scouts attended the Red Wings versus Columbus Blue Jackets game on Monday evening in order to closely judge Howard. Um, the asking price would be very high, and Howard could cost him a top prospect like Robert Thomas or Jordan Cairo. Uh, there's been no word yet on if an offer's been made, but... And this is just discussing the possibility of a deal. If the struggling Blues end up shipping out a top-end prospect for a 34-year-old pending unrestricted free agent, let's just say that things might get even uglier in St. Louis. The Blues are currently sitting at the bottom of the NHL's Central Division and do not look like they're about to qualify for a playoff berth this season. Is Howard going to be the player that pushes them back into the playoff mix? No. Shh, Quiet. Let them fucking overpay for him. Come on, well, man. I'm saying, like, <laughs> if they want to take our old streaky goalie off our hand, go fucking ahead, man. Like, this isn't Jimmy Howard 10 years ago. It's Jimmy Howard now. Yeah, we kind of get the same feeling when we gave away Vernon. We were like, uh-huh. We got Chris Osgood. Go ahead, take Mr. Fivehole. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, look, obviously I don't think they're going to re-sign Howard. It would be dumb. If you're going into rebuild mode, why are you signing a veteran who has won what? One or two playoff series? If a team thinks that that's who they need to get you over the hump, say, make an offer and then shut the fuck up and wait for that offer to come in. And when that offer comes in, counter with more than you think you deserve for them and then shut the fuck up, period. It's a sales job. If you ever worked a sales job, you know. You say your pitch, and then you shut up, because the next person that talks loses. Yep. Yeah. My problem is, 
with Ken Holland for almost exclusively during his entire career at the wings, he's been on the buying side. He has to be in selling mode now. So he needs to do just what I said or find somebody who is used to being the seller and listen to what they have to say and not go into Ken Holland mode of, well, can we get a star player from you? That's not what you need. Can we get a veteran from you? Can we get a, 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 a we need a, a blue liner who, who can, who, who can hit. It's not what you need. You're not, you're not loading up on, 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 a, on a rental player to try to make a deep playoff run. And that's what he's used to doing. And I'm just, with Ken Holland, I'm just afraid he's either going to talk, talk the team out of this trade or make a bad move and then be like, look what I did. And meanwhile, everyone's going, why did you fucking do that? Seriously? Like, like, like maybe perhaps already- Bears fans of Mike Glennon. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on now. Didn't they already do that when they traded their other goalie? Yeah, well, he also, they traded him to Philly, and then he next year, next season he ends up on Carolina. And as far as I know, I don't think Morazic is a bona fide number one goalie. So, I mean, you want to talk about streaky? That's Morazic. Don't get me wrong. At one point, I was like, why are we not starting Morazic? Why is he not our definitive number one goalie and they they gave him a shot to prove that he needs he could be that guy and what happened he played his way back into a backup position philly came offering we'll give you something for him okay they brought up a goalie from the minors and then they signed a veteran backup goaltender for one year this year and that's fine i mean this look here's the fucked up part if you're gonna tank tank all right and if you have you have a 34 year old goal player or goaltender who's playing for a new contract. Is it really who you want between the pipes? A guy who's trying to fucking prove that he's he's worth one last big contract before he retires? No, that's not what you want. You want a young goalie who's hungry, or you want a fucking hack in there. You want Jeff George in goal pads. <laughs> what the fuck? No, man, since we just we beat up on Jeff George all the time, I'm just saying <laughs> we got to keep the streak up. <laughs> poor, poor Jeff George, he takes a beating on this show. But no, but seriously, that's what you want. You want a, you want a journeyman goaltender who's like, okay, I get it. I'm not, I'm not playing for a, a big contract here. <clears throat> you don't want a guy that's going to come in on a one-year contract and think if he, if he does a, 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 a goaltender version of Fitz Magic, that he's going to sign a long-term contract. You don't want that. So I'm all for it. Move him. And here's the deal. you got to move him before the deadline. Period. End of story. If not, and you let him walk for nothing, all the money you've paid him, all the it, th- at that point you have to start looking at what could we have gotten for him in his tenure here. And when, when were the Wings seriously a contender for the Cup last time? 2012? Talking six years, guys. Yeah. In this six years, we could have gotten a lot more than getting nothing for letting him walk. Yeah, but we've lost all of our trading chips, though, man. We were in the playoffs for, what, 25 years straight, making just all kinds of silly fucking trades, draft picks, and um, just all types of shit. No, I get that, but they haven't done that for a long time now. Because they're all out. <laughs> yeah, but they've had years and years and years to restock, man. They have young, good players. In in their in their minor league systems now, they do have that. That's something that we didn't. They, they, they yeah, they, they had to get diamonds in the rough, man. They had to go to Europe and look at players that were being overlooked. That's how we ended up with Datsuk and Zetterberg. You know, those weren't fucking 
oh man, these are going to be, you know, number one guys, you know, guaranteed to go first round. In fact, I remember some of them. I remember the, the, the Red Wings drafted Henrik Zetterberg. And after people were like, Henrik or Henry? Let's just call him Hank. Fuck it. Make it easy. Heinrich? Were, yeah, Heinrich? Wait, we, we drafted a, a Nazi? Is his last name Himmler? No, Zetterberg? Okay, all right. Like, so it, 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 there was like, who the fuck is this guy? And people were like, just wait. Because people said the same thing about Datsuk. And what happened? They traded Datsuk after he went to the KHL to a team just so they would meet minimum salary cap requirements. He never played a game for uh, uh, the Coyotes. Like, they got something for a player who is like, I'm done. I'm not coming back. So it's possible. Holland has made some selling moves that I'm like, well, it's better than nothing. I'm just afraid this is going to turn out to be Howard walks, you get nothing. And at that, like I said, at that point, I'm going six years. He should have been on the trading block. What could you have got for him? Could be another Golden Tate deal. Here's a bag of pucks for Jimmy Howard. We're gonna and we're gonna restructure uh, 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 Larkin's contract. You're like, oh shit, they're making a they're making a move. Then nothing. Chris is still bent about that. <laughs> Marvin Jones is on IR. Well, we'll get to that. Well, that's all. That's that's all I have for hockey. But yeah. Right, so I guess we'll get to it right now. <laughs> I guess we'll we'll go into the football then. Uh, where do we? Right, well, you start with Thanksgiving. Let's just start with the fucking home team and get this bullshit over with. You couldn't even beat the f- fucking Bears with their backup quarterback, dude. We're we're fucking done. Where there's a lion, there's a way to lose. Yeah. Yep. Marvin jumps yep. on IR. Carry on Johnson. At, at this point, why bother? Why bother risking him? Let him heal for a month. We'll see you in training camp. I. <laughs> SOL baby, SOL. It's yeah. it's su- it's it's such national SOL that Peter King thinks that the Lions should trade Stafford to the Jaguars in the offseason for two draft picks. I mean, when I first heard that, I thought it was insane. But the more it rattles around in my head, yeah, maybe. Well, I mean, according to CBS.com, you know, he's. King's a, a, a noted fan of Matthew Stafford. He said at the outset of the season that Stafford's one of the NFL's top 10 quarterbacks, and he may well still believe it. Uh, you know, I, 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 I don't know. I, I just don't. It, it, is that going to happen with the contract he has? No. I don't. I don't. I don't. I just don't see it happening. Nah, it's making too much money. How are you going to pay other people? You know, a quote, a quote from uh, King was, I'm a little tired of hearing how great Stafford is and how it'd be so much better with an offensive line and a supporting cast and how formidable he'd be with a running game. This likely will be the 27th straight season without a playoff victory for the Lions and Stafford was drafted to end it. Nothing doing so far. The solution in King's mind is to send Stafford to the quarterback needy Jaguars for a first round and a fourth round pick. Hey, so, to Florida, take his twins. I mean, uh, the only question I have is... Since we're gonna we're gonna live in, in in fantasy land, let's just say that's an offer the Jags make to the Lions. We'll give you a first and a fourth for Stafford. Do you take it if you're the GM? I need a, at least a first and a second. Okay, you're not getting that, so that's a no. What about you, Chris? Oh, what were the choices again? Sorry, keep Staff keep Stafford 
or ja- or Jacksonville goes, we'll give you a first and a fourth round pick. I'll take the first and the fourth round pick, please. Stafford's getting old. He's I'm dead. literally right between you two. I would go first and a third. And unless they got up and walked from the table, I'd make them explain to me why they're not going to give me a third. But I would accept a first and a fourth. Absolutely. Like, this is just, it's not happening with Stafford. Like, he, yes, the Lions are the home team for us, even though one of us doesn't live in the Detroit metro area. But the, it's just every fucking week for, what, three seasons now? When we talk about the Lions, it's Stafford. If only Stafford had this. If only Stafford had that. Well, when Stafford did have this, he didn't have this to compliment it. Okay, well, he had Megatron, but he that was the only person he had it to, and he never had time to throw. And if it wasn't for Megatron and him just being able to throw it up and Megatron come down with it, he wouldn't have blah, 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 fucking blah. It's just not working with him, man. At some point, you got to cut bait. I mean, it's, it's, it's all there is to it. And it, in my mind, maybe it'd be best for both parties. Yeah. I mean, it's. I, I mean, quite honestly, I think he took all that money. It's because he might have made like a deal with himself. Well, I'm never going to win a Super Bowl here. But let's see if I can just get paid. Doesn't sound that far fetched. And when you're married, and then you have kids, and the reality of what could happen if she wakes up one day and goes, "Oh, I don't like the way you part your hair," and we live in a no-fault divorce state, half plus seventeen percent per kid. You know what? It's a lot easier to live when you when you when you when you sign up. What? How big was this contract? One hundred thirty-five million. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. he'll still he'll still have seventy-five million kicking around or seven. Uh, oh, late to do math. You need, but Enough. you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's not going to be he's not going to be on the corner saying you know we'll overthrow receiver on third down for food. <laughs> <laughs> we'll pad stats for food. <laughs> So, I mean, it's it's kind of you know where it's at. I can understand his his mindset, but I, this isn't working. Uh, it's I think it's I think it's uh, not only safe, but it needs to be said. And any any Lions fan or any any football fan that doesn't see this themselves, they need to pull their head out from the ground or out from from their own ass. Uh, the Lions are in rebuild mode. They shouldn't be. There was he no had one of the greatest receivers to ever play the game, and he couldn't win a playoff game. The Lions are not in rebuild mode. The Lions are in fucking hibernation. And they've been there so long, I think they've been just put there and frozen. Now they're just petrified. Caldwell was here, what, three years? No, four years? Yeah. Made the playoffs, what, three years? Mm-hmm. All right. Most successful coach in a, in a four-year period, including in our lifetime. And they sent him packing. And they brought in a head coach who's never coached before. They brought him in to get him over the hump. And all he did was set them back to Millen-type fucking days. You think magically they're going to turn this around in the offseason? You think Matt No, I, I, think, I think the Patriot way sucks in Detroit. I think people need to start realizing that the, that the coordinators don't know about the Patriot way. They're not part of what it, deciding what is and isn't the Patriot way. They're told how to do things the Patriot way. And they keep their mouth shut and they listen. And when they get out on their own, they're like, uh, shit. Well, let me look at my wristband that says, what would Belichick do? Well, Belichick ain't going to give you any more fucking advice, bud. Especially not, since you it, yeah, especially not since you whipped his ass this season. Not going to happen. He ain't taking that phone call no more. All right. I mean, we've seen it before. 
This isn't, this is now a pattern of Belichick's coordinators leaving to a lot of hype and a lot of hope. And except for a flare up with Charlie Weiss at Notre Dame doing a whole lot of nothing. So it is what it is, man. This is who you got. Hey, this is only a month left, Lions fans. Having said that. I told my, I told my wife that, uh, when I told you guys that I'm no longer a Lions fan just for the reasons and the whole spiel. And I was serious, and I'm not. I'm not a Lions fan anymore. I moved on. I'm a football fan. Look, but uh, You're a free agent. <laughs> yeah. My, my, wife, my wife confessed to me that she still loves the Lions. She's going to love the Lions until there are no more Lions. She's never leaving the Lions. And I'm sitting there going, you didn't even know what a football looked like before I got with you. Damn. Why the fuck? Do you like the Lions so much? She goes, well, it guarantees that I have to, I only have to watch football for a very short amount of time. (laughs) (laughs) Or one for the wife. I was like, oh, that's that's cold. That's just cold. At least you live in Chiefs territory. Yeah, you can root for the Chiefs. Or not root, but watch the Chiefs and watch good football. Mm, mm, mm. (laughs) Mm-mm-mm. But yeah, so yeah, enough about <clears throat> that bag of assholes we call a football team. Well, I mean, let's just let's just get this over with. Bears, they win in the NFC North. Are you still you still you clinging to hope that the Vikings are gonna <laughs> overtake them there, Chris? Uh, I still think they have a better offense than the Bears. The Bears just got a killer defense, and the Vikings are only six. They're Bears are eight and three. Vikings are six and four. You know, they're still in it. Well, there's bigger discrepancy between points four between the Bears and the Vikings in the Bears' favor than there is between points against in the Bears' favor versus the Vikings. Their defenses and points allowed are closer than Mm -hmm. I think most people realize unless they look at that stat specifically. Now, I understand that stat isn't the end-all, be-all stat. The only end-all, be-all stat is how many wins are in the win column at the end of the fucking regular season. And did you win the last game you played in, and that game being the Super Bowl? But, I mean, it does go a long way towards, to me, saying that you got to look at strength of schedule. you got to look at momentum. Bears have won five. I mean, what's their strength of schedule compared to the Vikings? Well, let's, let's look. Because I have the Bears up right now. The only two teams over 500 the Bears have beat are the... Are the Seahawks and the Vikings? I want to hear who, who the rest of the teams they beat. The Cardinals. I'm not worried about teams. No, no, I'm not worried about who they beat. I mean, who, oh, who, they have who's left. left on the schedule. Uh, they got the Giants, which should be a win. Yeah. The Rams. The only thing going for the Bears in that one is that they're at home. Mm-hmm. They got That's the Packers. They got the Packers, which on paper That's this season should be a win. They're at the 49ers, which should be a win. Mm-hmm. And they play the Vikings in Minnesota. Uh-oh. Which, which even if they lose, they have the tiebreaker because they won the first game. Mm-hmm. So let's look at Minnesota. Uh, yeah. So the rest of the season, I'm looking at them do going three, three and two. Yeah. Pats, Seahawks, who finally showed up. Dolphins, who yeah, they're, they're a shit pile, but a five and six shit pile. So who knows where they could be by the time they play the Dolphins, the Lions, and then yeah, the Bears. So, yeah, Vikings got a tougher road. And I'm not saying whether the, the Vikings make the playoffs. I'm talking about take the NFC North. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, the Bears got an easier road. But, I mean, they're, 
Yeah, they put up more points, but that offense is Trubisky and Jordan Howard being Trey Burton shows up every once in a while. Allen Robinson has been injured and underwhelming. Taylor Gabriel showed up for the first four weeks and then evaporated. Like, I just, I like the Vikings offense more. They have way more weapons, but we'll see. We got a month left. Well, I think that it, if the Vikings make the playoffs but don't win the division, which, to be honest with you, I don't know if mathematically that's possible, uh, but I would be more afraid running into that Vikings team because that team's been tested more down, down the home stretch. That team's, they, they've had to play, you know what I'm saying, the Pats, the Seahawks. It's not like they're like, oh, well, we have our backup quarterback going in there and beating Detroit. You know what I'm saying? Like, the Bears might get a little too cocky. I don't think that defense will. That offense, I've seen it happen too many times to discount, to say it won't happen for sure. Now, what I will do is I will shit on the Vikings at this point. Um, while I was shitting on the Bears for who they've played, uh, the Vikings – the Bears have at least beat two teams over 500. The Vikings, every team they played over 500, they've lost. Wow. So, yeah, they've 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 beaten the Niners, the Eagles, the Cardinals, the Jets, the Lions, and the Pack. They've lost to the Bears, the Saints, the Rams, and for some reason the Bills. <laughs> so, yeah, I say. It, odds are on Chicago, but I'm still in the mindset of like, flip a coin for the NFC North. No, I got you. <laughs> we we know Lions ain't coming out of it. Uh, my my. <laughs> Although they are mathematically still in it. If Chicago shits the bed and the Lions win out, <laughs> my my problem is Kirk Cousins plays for the Vikings. Okay, they got great receivers. They got great running back. They got a fucking shit piece of shit quarterback. Here we go again. This is here's the thing. It's like every week, it's the same arguments. Like we get it. You don't like certain players. You think they're garbage. Their stats are never going to change your mind. We understand it. Uh, Their win loss record is never going to change my mind. Okay, give me give me their win loss record again. Oh, that's right. Well, here's here's how's Washington doing without him? By the way, by the way, five six. I, I, I hate to I hate to rain on this 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 mutual hatred society because I enjoy it as much as the next person, but I do kind of have a hard out. Okay, we got about thirty five minutes, so we either need to skip over games that don't mean shit and get to picks, or we need to discuss the, what we want to discuss and then gl- and then zoom through the picks. So, all right, let's look at the games we're talking about then. Uh... <laughs> Let's see. Saints continue to fucking dominate. Old and busted Drew Brees. He's uh, the Broncos defense continues to win them games. I wouldn't be worried if I was a Steeler fan. Um, Andrew Luck has a resurgence finally after coming back. <laughs> Eric Ebron. The, somebody actually called him the... Uh, what, they didn't call him the touchdown machine. They called him something, and I was just like, as Lions fans, it's like, wow. Just yeah, wow. He's got what? The most reception, the most touchdown receptions for a tight end in the league, doesn't he? Yeah. There, there you go. The Packers have the same record as the Browns. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> yeah, I saw a meme where someone, it was it was a still picture of, uh, 
Roger's sitting on the sideline. Someone handed him a note. He shows him open it, and then it shows an over-the-shoulder shot. It says, you have the same record as the Browns. And then there's just him with the 1,000-yard stare in the last panel like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that uh, hurts. Uh, my guess is the panic's over in New England. I mean, they're 8-3. and three. They're at the top of their division. We'll see in the playoffs. Um, Seattle's O-line has shown up and been like, oh, all right, no Legion of Boom. I guess we have to play like, I don't know, we want to win. <laughs> but, to, and, but to Russell Wilson, he he follows the same pattern every year. He sucks the first six games, and then the last ten, he's a fucking badass. He's been to two Super Bowls, and he's got a ring. Yeah. <laughs> so it must work for him. Why change so, it up, you know? So, Courtney Iceman, he sucks. Uh, let's see. <laughs> No, he doesn't suck. Lakers suck, but Ravens housing the Raiders. Duh, shocking. It's it's hard to watch Raiders games, isn't it? It's embarrassing watch to watch Raiders, Raiders games. games. <laughs> <laughs> it's just every week to watch them get banked. It's like no fun, man. It's just like God damn. Uh, let's uh, our butt fuck of the week came true. Chargers pounded on the Cardinals. By the way, so, uh, I forget who. This might be worth a few minutes of conversation. Someone in the... Uh, shit. Oh, I just had his name on tip of my tongue. One of the uh, NFL talking heads, either for CBS or Fox, proclaimed Philip Rivers the greatest quarterback to this point in the NFL to not win a Super Bowl. In the history of the NFL. Oh, oh, in the history of the NFL? not this. Up, to, up to this point, yes. Not uh, this era. Uh... No, that, that means he's leapfrog one player in particular that I'm like uh, Dan Marino. Thank out, you. Dan. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, uh, wait, what? I would I mean, say in NFL history, I'd say probably the last twenty years. I would say he's maybe like one B. You know, definitely you can make a very strong case for number two, but to mm-hmm. say better than Dan Marino, nah. Uh, Especially in the era he plays in, compared to Dan, no. And I mean, I'm going to say this because I, I, we've talked about it before. I I think we all said that when his career is done and over with, Super Bowl or not, he's going to be wearing a gold jacket and can't. Absolutely. Oh well, yeah, but no, nah, he no. Mm-mm. Dan's better. Yeah. So we're all that. different. Different era. Different rules. Rivers is way more protected than Dan ever was. Nah. Yeah, back on the quarterback, it gets sacked. Yeah. And and to to take it back to a term that people would use in Dan Marino's era, when you said he's get, he's way more protected, blah, 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 blah. I'm agreeing with you, so word to your mother, okay? Absolutely. <laughs> word up. Um, yeah, you brought it up. I, all of a sudden, the shit pile that was the Indianapolis Colts is six and five. I mean, it's, I think... That team has proven they need Andrew Luck. They have all the same players they had last year, except for Eric Ebron, and except for Andrew Luck. They need a fully healthy Andrew Luck. Yeah. And I think you're starting to see when, when he's 90 to 95% what he's capable of. Yeah, you get reminded, oh, yeah, that guy won the Heisman. Dude, the fucker still looks like the dude from the Burbs. I don't give a fuck. He looks like the Geico fucking caveman. 
he he looks like a fucking like field major for the fucking South during the Civil War. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! Like I'm watching Ken Burns documentary, and every other fucking officer for the South looks like Andrew Luck. I'm like, what the fuck? And then Monday Night Football, no surprises here. I mean, Texans are in a shit division, but they're still they're eight and three, I guess. So whatever. Um, Don Watson isn't a one season wonder. And everyone who was riding the Titans dick three weeks ago, how's it going for you? Everything's back to normal in Tennessee. And I would be remiss if, before we move down to the picks, going all the way back to Thanksgiving, I think uh, Amari Cooper fixed Dallas because what was my one bitch about him all year? Who were they fucking throwing to? Well, they got... I mean, it's. I, I saw an article today. Like this could be the 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 new triplets with with Dak, Zeke, and Amari Cooper. I mean, we'll see. Amari Cooper's played two games for him. That's a bold fucking statement. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like to 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 start off with. Uh, oh, this could be the new triplets. I, let's give them a whole season's worth of games together before we start talking that shit. Yeah. To to, to whoever came up with that, you know what I'm saying? That's like you know. Me going, you know, when Jameis Winston rolls out to the right, he's got a perfect passer rating. <laughs> okay, well, he can't roll out to the right every time he's got to throw the fucking ball. Yeah. And just because, by the way, Captain Crablegs had a good game against the 49ers, guess what? My cat and the ghost of Bob Probert could play the 49ers <laughs> and have a fucking good game, all right? Yeah. And if, and if, and if Gordy Howe's ghost is floating around there somewhere, it's a shutout against the 49ers. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. And then, no, Rich, just just because I know this will make you feel happy, the Saints did officially eliminate the Falcons from the playoffs with that win on Thanksgiving. So, <laughs> well, Tampa Bay isn't going, you can at least take comfort in neither is Atlanta. And d- dirty birds got grounded. Yes. All right. So let's move on to the picks. Rich stays in first. 125, 69 and 2. He's got 638 percentage. I'm at second, 123, 71 and 2, 628. Oh, what's going on here? Iceman, 119, 75 and 2, 607. I mean, again, we're all over 600%. You know, if you're betting on what we're, you know, what we're doing, there are no losers. But <laughs> I just kind of felt bad for you guys. I was going to give you guys some hope. Before this is over, I will win this. Oh, okay. What are you, are you losing for Hughes over there? Uh, so, Rich, you get to choose. What order are we picking, sir? Earl, you, me. Ooh. Up. Ice going first. Oh, by the way, are we going to pick since we have picked at least two teams from the Big Ten all season long? The Big Ten championship game? Because it is the first. It's a Saturday. Uh, sure, why not? Okay. All right. So Thursday, two teams apparently on the Thursday schedule: <laughs> uh, the Saints and the Cowboys. They're at the Jerry Dome. Well, I, I've said it. I'm not even going to go into it. He's not old and busted. Thousand apologies. Uh, Amari Cooper helped the Cowboys, but he didn't help them enough to beat the Saints. Give me the Saints. Yeah, man. In my opinion, NFL goes through the Saints until further notice. Give me the Saints. Do Saints. Who dat? Who dat? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up, Broncos. 
Heading to Cincinnati, playing the Bengals. Ugh, both of these teams are five and six. Have fun oh, going first, guys. Yeah. Oh, no, this is easy. Come on, man. Hugh Jack, Bengals now. A brainer. Give me, give me uh, Denver. Duh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no A.J. Green. Uh, no Andy Dalton. You're right. This is easy. Give me the Broncos. They're in Cincy, right? Yes. Not going to matter. Give me the Broncos. <laughs> oh, oh, here we go. Let, 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 me, let me look through real quick. Now there is. This is our runner-up for buttfuck of the week. Ford Field, <laughs> the Los Angeles Rams coming in to play the Detroit Lions. Oh my goodness, my good hell! If you couldn't beat a busted-up, well, just worn out, worn out because they played a short week. Bears team? No. You're not even going to touch the Rams. Give me the Rams. Throw in with the backup quarterback. Give me the Rams. Um, I want to know the Vegas line on over-under how many times Sue stomps on a Lions player. Because <laughs> oh, that's really... That's right. Sue's coming home. Oh. That's the only reason to fucking... That's the only, that's the only bet to make on this game because the Rams are just going to fucking bang, curb stomp the fucking Lions. Yeah. Do you think Sue? I want to. I want to know now. Yes or no, guys? Do you think Sue is going to sack Stafford? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Want to see that? It might not go down as a sack. It might go as a roughing the passer. But we all know it was. It back in the day, <laughs> it was a sack. Sack. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> as 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 Jim Brandsetter says during the Michigan uh, games, it's sack time. You know so. <laughs> That sounds vaguely homoerotic, by the way. Whenever, that. I, you know, yeah, I, I think of, I think of uh, gay guys teabagging each other while sharing some uh, white castles. I, in fact, you think, guys, <laughs> I if, think if you guys, if you guys are interested in this, um, I, I know uh, teabagging. Yeah, just not you. I, I'm just saying, I, I know a, a transgender girl that identifies as a gay male. So get at me after the show. I cover all my bases of shit that I say. Fuck no to. All right. That's excellent. <laughs> uh, I bet you somewhere some gay couple has said it's sack time to each other. All right. God, I can only hope so. Yeah. Uh, Cardinals heading to Lambeau playing the Packers. Oh, Packers. Packers. He is pissed off. Yep. Rogers is mad as fuck. Pissed off, and he's at home. Give me the pack. You think he's calling up Olivia Munn for retaps? To try to get some of that old magic back yet? Yeah, no, right. Oh, or it needs to fuck whoever he was fucking when they won the Super Bowl. It needs to do something. <laughs> I can tell you this, he doesn't need to relax. He needs to shave that fucking creepy-ass porn stash is what he needs to do. But that's beside the point. molester stash? The chomo stash? stash? <laughs> yeah, right. uh, give me the Packers here. Here's the real butt fuck of the week. The cheese at the Raiders. Yikes. <laughs> the Raiders. <laughs> well, the Raiders are at home, and the Chiefs get Barry back this week. Uh, I didn't think it could get any worse than that. Yeah, still give me the Chiefs. Jesus Christ. This game may be 100 to nothing. Give me the Chiefs. <laughs> it, I want the over-under on how many Raiders actually make it to the end of the game. <laughs> Yeah, they're going to have a record five guys retire at halftime. <laughs> <laughs> we, 
one of which is their head coach, John Gruden. He's going to be like, get Booger out of there. I'm coming back to Monday Night <laughs> Football. All of a sudden he shows up on Monday. Hey, guys. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> I got my quarterback camp ready. Let's go. Let's get the draft picks in here. Which, by the way, real quick, how unwatchable is Monday Night Football this year? Oh, it's, it's terrible. It is god awful. I long for the days of Boomer Esiason and Dennis Miller. <laughs> I didn't mind Dennis Miller, and I really didn't appreciate Dennis Miller until I saw Monday Night Football this season. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I was like, that's a little rough. But hey, this, but this year's booth is fucking awful. Yeah, I, I definitely want John Madden back. You're comparing everybody to Brett Favre. You're giving Gruden back. Your groom was entertaining. He said turkey hole a whole bunch of times. <laughs> well, that's that's why I watch CBS and what is it, Romo Damas? Dude, he is ridiculous. He is sick. He is, he is sick nuts, man. dude. He calls he calls shit out before they do it. He's like, nope, they should have did this. He's saying he's saying this. Watch this guy's gonna run. He's fucking. Dude, do you think he should he, be a coach? I was about dude. to say. Do you think he's auditioning for a head coach job? Well, he's auditioning for something because yeah, he's I think. Sick. I think unintentionally, yeah. I think he's probably going to end up getting snatched up being like, dude, get the fuck out of the booth and put a set of headphones on and get down the sidelines. No, I want him as a defensive coordinator in the booth because he can look down and see the formation and see what's about to happen and phone it in to the helmet of his defense. Nah, I want him in the booth as a defensive coordinator. Yeah. But, all right. Cheats across the board. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, Ravens at the Falcons. Oh, give me the bird. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fuck you. Now it's your pick. Oh, yeah. You know the bird? Yes, I know the bird. I hate when it does it. No, the black one. <laughs> give me the Ravens. Fuck. <laughs> Just sitting oh. here like, how stupid can one man be? And then you kept talking, and I'm like, oh, we found another <laughs> rock layer. Keep digging. <laughs> All right, fi- finally a pick where we will differ. I like Atlanta's offense better than Baltimore's. Even with well, the Phenom you, playing quarterback. Yeah. Give me the Falcons. And even with Jax, he's got nobody to throw to. Is that the same he problem? He doesn't play? throw. He runs. He throws 33% then, of the time. Then be man. a running back. Quarterback, no. you got to throw. And you need it's someone to throw to. Wing. It's called a single wing offense. When you can run or throw. He only throws 33% of the time and runs 65% of the time. The other 1%, he kind of gets sacked. But other than that... I'm just saying, give me, give me the dirty birds. All right. well, I'm with you, Ice. Give me the Ravens. The black one. <laughs> <laughs> give me the black bird. Uh, this week's toilet bowl. Let me check. Yeah. This week's, this week's toilet bowl. Bills at the Dolphins. Yeah, no fucks were given that this game was even thought about being played. Dude, if this game got canceled, nobody would care. Nobody would even know. <laughs> they would be like, there was a football game canceled? Which one? Bills. I, give me the Dolphins because they're at home. They have, they have players I've heard of. Yeah, but they're all on injured reserve. I have to say this, and it, it, it just it's because I heard this stat t- today on uh, a sports talk station. And I don't know if I believe it. I didn't look it up to fact check it because I, ju- I just remembered it when you brought up the Bills. But apparently, the best U.S. city as far as ratings, when their team is in the playoffs, 
in the NHL is Buffalo. Now, the reason I bring that up is because I live not that far from Buffalo. Everybody I fucking knew was a Bills fan. Nobody I knew was a Buffalo Sabres fan. In fact, a lot of the Bills fans went, we still have a team, and meant that shit. And this is when they had Hasek, Barnaby, Pekka, Pat LaFontaine. They had named players. All right. They were making the playoffs. They, I just, I can't believe that. Having said that, ugh, I don't know, man. Give me the fucking bills. Jesus. This that's, that's a coin toss. All right. Well, yeah, but you also went through the New York winter. What else are you going to do but sit in the fucking house and watch hockey? Fuck. <laughs> With the hockey on the TV. Muted. <laughs> oh, you're watching some hockey, eh? Are you fucking too, eh? <laughs> All right. Bears and the Jersey playing the Giants. Bears. Should I just pencil in Chicago for all of us? Because <laughs> yeah, give me Chicago. Well, the one thing that scares me about the Giants, the actually only thing that scares me about the Giants is a running back. And then I look across the, the line and I see a linebacker and I'm like, I am no longer scared. Yeah, give, me, give me the Bears. Saquon and Oldelin getting you out of this one. Give me the, yeah, the, the Bears over the Giants. And even if the whole Bears team gets sick, just put Dicka out there and he'll win against the Giants. <laughs> yes. Give me Dicka. He'll play 11 positions. Dicka by a safety. <laughs> Panthers at the Bucks. Captain Crablegs got his job back this week. Yeah. We'll see you at halftime if he still has it. Panthers. Yep. Give me Carolina. Yeah, and let's. I, I just want to keep seeing Dirk Cotter do his best John Gruden impersonation and juggle quarterbacks. Give me the Panthers. All right. Colts at the Jags. If you ask mm. me, at the beginning of the season, these two teams would have their records switched. But Jackson, all's right in the world. Jacksonville's a shit pile again. Give me the, or, yeah. So. Oh, no, we suck again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You remember that coin flip, Rich? Yeah. This is that coin flip. Okay. Because the, Blake Bortles is sat. They're starting a new quarterback this week. Wait a minute. This just in. Yeah. The Jaguars <laughs> have traded a first and fourth round for Matthew Stafford. <laughs> I'm saying, dude. <laughs> uh, all right, Colts. Fuck him. You let me down. Can't have you anymore, Jags. Got to go with the Colts. You are who we thought you were. Damn it. Yeah. Um. I mean... Quite honestly, it's six and five versus three and eight. And yeah, new quarterback coming in. Good fucking Colts all fucking day. The resurging Colts. Yes. Give them to me. And the NFL a better place when the Colts are good. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> uh, Browns at the Texans. The surging Texans. And the surging Browns, too. They have a killer offense. They One really game do. is not a surge. One game? Have you watched their games? Do you know the points they've scored? Yeah, but I'm talking about the Texans have won like eight in a row. The Browns have won oh. one in a row. I'm <laughs> talking about the offense and the way the offense plays. Yeah, ta- great. Well, I'm talking about the road. It's a great offense at 4-6-1. and one. Tell me more about it. Yeah, do you really want me to? Because I could sit here for a minute. Pick your fucking team, dude. Rich has got a hard out. 
<laughs> Texans. Yeah, give me the Texans. Texans. Just you go through all that and you pick the Texans. <laughs> okay, when this show's over, go back and look at how many points they've scored in these games. They got a killer offense. We need to go over the shit pile that their division is, but I, li- I like how our speed. I like how our speed round of picks has kind of turned into like the uh, not the right lane, not the left lane, just kind of doing the speed limit round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Jets at the Titans. Yuck. This is my coin flip game. Your coin flip game? This is a game that should never happen, Titans. You know what I love? This game doesn't have a preview on Yahoo Sports. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, neither does the Chiefs or the Raiders. They're they're just like, okay, one, there's no point in putting a preview up because no one cares about the game. The other, bitch, please. We know who's winning this game. The preview consists of a dumpster fire, a casket, and some flowers. <laughs> By the way, the line on KC is minus 15. Okay. That means you're going to win. Hand- that that means, means Vegas really thinks they're going to win. I'll give you the short version. <laughs> um, so back to this game. Yeah, Jets, Titans. I give you the Titans because they're at home. Yeah, Titans. All right. Game of the week, Vikings at the Pats. How did this not get flexed to Sunday night? Because it's the Chargers-Steelers. I'm still trying to figure out how it's the game of the week. This is, yeah, Patriots now. Going out on a limb, picking the Vikings. All I know is that the fucking Patriots better do something for the sake of my fucking fantasy team. I'm quickly watching my season go the way of the dodo. Jesus, God. <laughs> Join me. My season's been over for a month. Yeah, come to the dark side. We have cookies. I didn't yeah. even break. I didn't even break three digits this week. Like in the, even if I'd have started all the the best players that were on my bench, plus the best players I played, I still wouldn't have broke three digits. I want to hear oh. it. I lost to the guy who doesn't set his lineup, and I set mine. <laughs> hey, fuck you guys! I've I have scored over 140 points and still lost by 20. Oh, welcome to welcome to 2018, dude. I've had that happen to me like a half a dozen times in like three different leagues. I know. I put right? up 150. The other guy puts up 180. Uh, yo, Patriots. Sorry. I was holding this up. My bad. All right. Sunday night. Chargers at the Steelers. Did Steelers. we do 49ers Seahawks? No. No. All right. Sorry. 49ers Seahawks. Seahawks are at home. 12th, man. Yeah. If this was 2011, I'd be picking the Niners. But it's 2018, I am picking Seattle. If this was 2011, I'd actually want Harbaugh in Michigan. (laughs) (laughs) Give me Seattle. (laughs) (laughs) Now now Sunday night, Chargers at the Steelers. Still the Steelers. Yes. As much as I like that Chargers offense, sorry. You got Antonio Brown. You got Ben at home. You got Juju, James Conner is a thing. Give me the give me the Steelers. James Conner is a thing. <laughs> yeah, Steelers. And then Monday Night Football. And horrible broadcast. Division battle. The Redskins at the Eagles. How is the Patriots Vikings game not flexed? <laughs> is there an echo in here? I'm just because he said it about Sunday, I'm like no, I kind of like the Chargers-Steelers game there, but this one, this is a bunch of who gives a fuck. 
This is Monday night, too, by the way. That's what I'm saying. This <laughs> is a bunch of who gives the fuck. Eagles, I guess. I don't care. I don't know. No Alex Smith, give me the Eagles. This is where the Redskins start taking on water. They're six and five, then they're gonna be six and six. Then they're gonna be the yeah, give me give me the Eagles. Well the Redskins did pick up Ruben Foster on waivers though. Cool. If there's a woman on the other team, you can beat her. Yeah, no shit. He already did that in uh San Francisco, that's why they waved him. They're investigating it on Saturday and Sunday. From Saturday and Sunday, excuse me. All right, well, fuck it. I'll 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 get on that island. Give me the Redskins. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. All right. Hey, they're his picks. What's it there? Poo poo him. You know, yeah, if he wants and- to choose the Redskins and lose, that's on him. Exactly. <laughs> if I, if I want to if I want to keep losing and stay in first place somehow, I will just keep picking the way I've been picking all season. All right, so Big Ten Championship game. Who's it? Ohio State and Northwestern. You know, I and it was how do okay. Just I I don't even know how you how you pick one team over the other. Like this is this isn't even a pick. This is just these are facts. This is what's going to happen. (laughs) But go ahead. The Ohio State University. Yeah. Be like a hot knife through butter. Give me OSU. Absolutely. I mean, this is a joke of a fucking conference title game. Something needs to be done. That only Ohio State fans will watch. Northwestern's fans aren't even going to watch it. They're going to be like, "Eh, no, no, that's going to be hurtful. Northwestern's fans are going to be like, most of us are here for a journalism degree, so we should start on our, our lifelong drinking habits now. All right. Yeah, that's what it's going to turn into. You know how you know this this system's a joke? You know who Clemson is playing in their championship game? Mm, no. You'll never fucking guess because it's not basketball. Put it that way. Auburn? Yeah, the vaunted Auburn basketball program, yes. <laughs> you picked the wrong sport to, to, to try to give me a hint. I'm like, oh. This is Pitt. Clemson is playing really? Pitt. Yeah. Really? Unranked Pitt. That is their championship game. That should be a good game for Clemson. Yes, if you're Clemson fan, <laughs> absolutely. So, in other words, Pitt and Northwestern are going to be like the Bills last year when they made the playoffs. They're like, we're just glad to be here. Yeah. Do you know who? Do you guys or know the Lions who Alabama's any year playing? they made the playoffs? What's that? Do you know who Alabama's playing? Georgia. It's the last yeah. year's national championship game rematch. Mm-hmm. And Alabama put up 50 on them. Like they've been doing to everybody. There's a big what if here. What's that? What if they win? Who, Georgia? Mm-hmm. Then they'll go to the national championship game? They're not going to win. But at, at no point at any game this season, or maybe halftime of the Citadel game when it was tied, but at no point. <laughs> Any game this season has Alabama been in danger of losing? Ah, best college football team money can buy. Which, real quick, before we wrap up, I don't know how we've glossed over this. Is you know we always joke about how when when the you know the heat was on at USC, Pete Carroll ran up by five to Seattle. Nobody talks about Saban going to the pros for a couple of years and then going back. You know, a buddy of mine brought up a good point. 
you know, that was kind of like when Michael Jordan went to play baseball for a minute. Hey, uh, Saban, it's getting a little hot in here. You got to, you got to, you got to ghost for a minute. You can come back in a couple of years, but you got to not be anywhere near the NCAA for a second. Eh. I wonder if that's what Miami was. Wouldn't shock me. <laughs> like I, that's how come. That's how come. Once, once we all got it out of our system, talking about Saban and Alabama, and how we all believe with no, you know, concrete, you know, smoke and gun proof. That program's dirty as fuck. There's really no point in talking about it because it's just like, we'll talk about Alabama when the national championship game comes. Yeah. And we'll sit and we'll look at it and go, there's no way that's a cleanly recruited team. There's no fucking way. Period. That It's just... Because you can't beat them this year. You can't. Like, how many games have they put up 50 points? Mm-hmm. Let's see. One, two, three. Oh, A&M, they only put up 45. Only four, five. Oh, only thirty-nine versus Missouri. Six, twenty-nine versus LSU. Twenty-four versus Mississippi State. Seven, eight. So in sixty-six, two-thirds of their games this year, they put up over fifty points. Who the fuck is beating them? Patriots. <laughs> I was gonna say the Saints, maybe. Kansas uh, City. Kansas City. Yeah. Rams. I mean, at this point, they could probably beat the whole NFC East. They could beat the whole NFC North. <laughs> yeah. Handedly. It's ridiculous. No, it, it, it's just, look, it is what it is, man. And, yeah, I, the, 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 the Alabama fan will go, well, whatever, Sp- Sparty, whatever, uh, Walmart, Wolverine, <clears throat> you're just bitter, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, well, you know what? Here's the deal. Maybe they get most of their recruits now because Saban has set a precedent at that school. But let me tell you something. Uh, They didn't start winning like that just because Saban showed up. He excited the boosters, and the boosters opened the pocketbooks. That's all there is to it. That's how it works, all right? I will not be shocked if Michigan goes on a tear in the next couple years. I will not be shocked if we start hearing rumblings about shenanigans and tomfoolery and shit going on behind the scenes of that program. Not one bit. Especially with the loss that just happened to Ohio State. I'm I'm dead serious. I think there's boosters out there that are like, that was so close I could taste it. I'm I don't give a fuck. I'm violating NCAA rules. We're going to win. I was just that rule like Ned Martin? Yeah. That's just that's just the nature of College sports. That's all there is to it. Yep. Why do I think college athletes is starting to sound like an auction? And all the boosters in the offense or in the uh, audience and the auctioneers like, and we have this blue chip forward standing at 6'8", weighing 230 pounds, dribbling skills, can make three-pointers. What are my bids? What are my bids? And go. Go, go back and watch the 30 for 30 about uh, SMU and tell me that's not exactly what was going on because it's, it's what was. So, anyways, I got to go, guys. Uh, let's yeah. do the wrap-up here. Yeah, the 30 for 30 in Alabama in 20 years should be pretty entertaining. Hey. 30 for 30 on the last days of Bobby Knight. Yeah. Choking people out. Hey, we are on social media, Twitter, at Sporty Podcast. Email us, Podcast, ChristopherMedia.net. New shows 
every Thursday. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you next week. Later, guys. Peace out, y'all. If you like this show, please tell a friend. Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. And thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.